0: off properly um we're back we're back for the dark friend social for the wheel of time season two episode five so full-ass spoilers ahead for all of the things all of the show all of the books and i have aaron back again this week from the isn't it neat pod welcome back and thank you for coming hello and thanks for having me back i'm so glad we're doing this together yes this episode had me flipped i Can't even this whole season, like from a book spoilers perspective, I'm so glad that I have someone to like do this with because, like, holy shit! Yeah, (laughs) Ah! (laughs) my Saturday nights just being like, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) This was a great episode. Did you like it? Are you are you happy?
1: Yeah, it had so many things in it that I didn't know that I desperately wanted, and then they happened, and I was like, yes, yes, this is perfect.
0: Like what, what were the, what were the things you didn't think that you wanted out of it? Cause everything I got out of this, I was like, have been talking about.
1: Yeah. It wasn't stuff that I was like, I actively don't need that. It was just, I didn't, hadn't thought of it. And then it like happened. Like even just like the Demane leash, like I was yeah, okay, totally same. okay with not having the leash. And then they, they put the leash on her and I was like, yes, that's just yeah. so
0: fucking perfect. Like, of course. I was happy like, they saved that for this too. Cause I'd been whining about that, but I was happy with that. Yeah. I really um, liked this one. Yeah. And and I'm excited about like the overall trajectory of the season cuz while I do think we're just going to end kind of where book 2 ends. Maybe some of the characters are a little further along like maybe Rand declares himself.
1: He seems less whiny and no, I won't be used. Like that
0: goes on for too long in the books. Yeah, I think we're going to skip Dang, that. Annoying. Yes, it's good to skip um, that. Yeah, so I do think we're going to end end in that sort of place but uh but there's so much being revealed and happening right now it's like mm. there's so like i'm so excited like stuff like the black Aja stuff that is happening a little bit
1: yeah more expeditiously in the show they're laying stuff out for us which is good um yeah like spelling it out but
0: without revealing everything mm-hmm but they're not, like, waiting to to play their big cards and make sure that, like, all the mechanics are clear, which is great. Mm-hmm. I, like, that's what this season should be for. And if all of season two is just, just, like, exposition, I'm okay with it. All right. Well, let's jump into it then. I thought we would start with Perrin and Avienda just to get it out of the way because there's a whole hell of a lot else happening in this episode. So I thought we'd just get these guys out of the way real quick. Yeah. Avienda's Avienda. here. Yeah,
1: Avienda's here. I do have to say, I do like Perrin's journey this season I've sort of seen a lot of like uh Perrin's the most boring bit and I'm like I actually really like all the stuff he's doing I guess
0: I'm he not sorry cool about things. it and he gets Avienda Avienda's so awesome yeah putting them together is great for me like the fact that Avienda's going to Farm is great like we said that last week I really want all three girls in Farm for mm. Rand yeah. and I think that's gonna happen uh, and, like, they're a cool, unexpected pairing because they don't spend a ton of time together in the books. I don't know that they even really meet each other because... I think in the very beginning, like, before both, tier,
1: They're both in the Stone of Tyr, so they independently arrive at the Stone of Tyr and then Perrin leaves to go to the two rivers and do all that shit and Avienda goes to the Waste and then follows Rand around and I... I, I uh, where's does Perrin meet up with Rand in Kyrie or Camelon
0: one of those it's those it's like interchangeable <laughs> Ky- by the Ky- time Ky- he's like traveling between the two cities both.
1: yeah he goes to both but, but I, like I think Avienda's around but there's no like Perrin interacting with Avienda like at all I don't think
0: no unless it's in the very beginning because doesn't Avienda show up with like Bane and Chiad when she's first introduced, and it's when they're still hunting the horn before yes, they arrive. Ben and she
1: had in... go with Perrin separately, so they hook onto Fael and Aviander's hanging out with Egwene and Nynaeve and Elaine by then.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if they meet briefly there, like, and if that's like, mm-hmm. like maybe they that pass might be the only time in the corridor yeah. or something. I think so. I think <laughs> they're that's the same about places, it. Places,
1: but yeah, they don't ever interact. Yeah, um,
0: so it's cool putting them together and. And cool seeing Perrin freeing her. Um, yes.
1: And um, we got a little bit more of that kind of wolf brother exposition from Elias and the whole the concept of your pack and your yeah. family and that choice. And Perrin's actually kind of made a choice that the humans are his pack. He needs to go and save them, which is mm-hmm. nice to see him actually, like, do something.
0: Like, be decisive
1: of, yeah and being like no i want this and hopper i love hopper so much i don't know why i'm so attached to hopper and why i'm just so devastated by him in the books and like of course
0: you, we're all attached to hopper that's of course you're attached good to good hopper boy. He's just you're supposed that, to be he's yeah. good as boy
1: he's, he's just like hey i'm gonna hang with you i lost my mate too now we're oh. gonna be a little pack and like yeah is that is that book canon I don't remember. Me either. But in the book, um, Perrin hasn't lost his mate. Oh, yeah, right. So it's probably not. Yeah, of course, neither of them probably are looking. Like it may be in that first scene where they meet Elias and he's like cooking rabbits and he's like, come on then. And they're like, "Mm, are you safe? And then he's talking about the wolves and things. And he does give some like little stuff about the wolves. So It might be in there, but not that i not that it left a lasting impression
0: yeah but yeah hopper's great um and it, and it was interesting to see some white cloaks again that was nice mm. a little reminder they're doing a great job of showing how diverse the world is and yeah. all these like different types of threats and like we said like um like we said like shades of gray yeah, you know,
1: and the innkeeper saying we were probably better off before the white cloaks came because once you swear the odes that the the, the shan leave you alone. Yes, like having that in there of like yeah, we've got these. Actually, the white cloaks might not be better, even though they've
0: liberated us. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Lots of talk about lots of different oaths in this episode, so we'll clock that one as one of the types of oaths that you can swear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like that, that was great. And I like that we get, we get Dane Bornhold. Yes. And he's like so sympathetic. Yes. He's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of this? I was just, I was just stoked. I just was like, ugh. Like I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, like pointing at the TV.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it came in and I'm like, oh my God, it's Dane. So he's being set up as a Nepo baby. He's totally like, Valda says to him, like, <laughs> your name won't save you. <laughs> so it's like he's he's being a white cloak because his dad's a white cloak, it seems mm-hmm. like. And he mm-hmm. might not completely 100% buy into it. And then also him giving the water to Avienda is like, it makes him really sympathetic. He's a yeah. kind... Person. And we kind of saw that, like, with his dad, with Daddy Bornhold in season one, like, how he was kind of kind to the crew, to Maureen's carpool, and, like, mm-hmm. sent, was, like, recommended they go to Whitebridge and find an Aes Sedai for healing, which is like, oh, my white cloak said that. Um, and then it's, like, obvious that the questioners and Valda is kind of the
0: um, the bad side of the white cloaks. I'm almost surprised like that we didn't see a white cloak at the dark front social. Like just as a way to represent the, because they were showing all these like different factions and stuff. Like we didn't see one, did we? Considering
1: that like the man
0: called Boars is the, we see it through his eyes. Yeah. Um, He's the POV character for the book dark front social. Yeah. But, um, but we don't see one this time around. And I wonder like, that might be something that they're holding yeah hanging on to that one a little bit yeah. longer
1: it's hard to um sometimes when you when you know the background you kind of have assumptions as you go in and you don't realize that things weren't explicitly laid out so yeah like who knows what or non- oh, I suppose Scott maybe <laughs> if you haven't told him <laughs> like might think that white cloaks are just ordinary bad <laughs> not like dark one evil bad yeah like that they wouldn't that they would sign up for
0: the dark yeah. I don't know I think the job
1: of kind of saying they're everywhere like it could be anyone
0: yeah but if it can be an Aes Sedai then it stands to reason it could be anyone but I just think it's interesting that they're they're not throwing that out there like they're not, not it doesn't seem yet. like they're gonna make Valda a dark friend at this point I don't think so he
1: isn't in the he's not books, in the books is he no um but i like how like deliciously evil he is mm-hmm. and i would like that not to be dark one evil i think um i have a theory about dane ooh yes i suspect that we might not get galad and dane might take his arc like we might end I up with dane agree. fighting valda for the lord captain commander job and like that whole slightly more sympathetic is going to reform the white cloaks by the end. Mm-hmm. Like I, I agree,
0: hundred think- percent. And as and they only mention they mention uh, Gawain. in this episode, but I agree. And also, you know, fuck lot. we don't need like we like. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> we
1: don't need the most beautiful man in the history of the world. Like
0: <laughs> other than that's
1: impossible. Like if we've got such a good looking cast anyway like <laughs> that you could get someone that's and the whole like every woman going weak at the knees cause he's too good looking and no man should be that good looking is like, it's kind of unnecessary and it's hard to do.
0: It's totally unnecessary. Um, it's pretty hard to do, but yeah. Pedro Pascal exists, yeah. but you know, <laughs> just <But> saying.
1: <laughs> in terms of like the good looking that I am like imagine Galard to be, yosha is pretty close to that that kind of very clean yeah. chiseled look mm-hmm.
0: yeah yosha is super good looking it's true
1: and i think rand even says in the books he's almost feminine like he's or like beautiful yeah. rather than like handsome that's and true yes yeah, so that leans toward that very clean
0: yeah sort of <laughs> like, a legolos look of like you know they could they could give those sort of um like whatever the jokes are worth on that they could give them to Gowan if they Mm. wanted to just have Gowan be smoking hot I'm sure we've seen who's been cast as him right and I'm just not I just haven't seen it
1: I think it's still rumored
0: okay I'm not sure like I know there was some leaked
1: audition scripts that uh attributed to Gowan that came out with the Avienda um like there's a yeah they came out together but I don't think they have scenes together
0: um, I mean, they can easily just make him smoking hot and the, everybody, when they see him, fawns over him and everything. Like, they can just give that to yeah, him. and he's and, like the tortured prince that has no idea. <laughs> yeah, for whatever the jokes are worth, you know what I mean? Because that's all that storyline's really worth on screen. But yeah. it could work. Like, it, that could totally work in this show. Like, that mm-hmm. joke could fly. So I could see them giving whatever humor is worth to Gowan and just skipping Galad. I think that totally makes sense. And I, I honestly, I prefer it that way because I think... I think Bornhold's sort of a more interesting character. Yeah. And that's
1: what's interesting about Galad is that kind of he's very black and white. There is no gray. He joins the White Cloaks because he reads the book and he's like, that is some good stuff. And then he joins Mm -hmm. the White Cloaks and is like, this isn't really what the book says. And then he's able to like reform that. Like he kind of uses his privilege as a prince I don't know noble person he's an Mm -hmm. officer because that's how noble stuff works so he's an officer and then he can work his way up and he is a good officer and then he can actually use his privilege to um, change the culture of the white cloaks back to kind of how what it was originally envisioned Mm -hmm. and Dane can do that I think and it makes more sense because his father is a little bit like that Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that Dane would kind of have those tendencies as well. He's like, have that, has that example and then carries that forward. But if we get Galad, that's
0: fine. Like, yeah, just, it would, I it would be fine. But I, I agree. I think if we're going to have very possible. like a Gowan and a Bornhold and a Dane Bornhold, that, that satisfies everything that we need from Gowen. You know what I mean like you can yeah. give either side of his story because like the only other sort of interesting stuff that he does or important stuff that he does is how he sort of thwarts Elaine mm. and, and it is they can't bit, trust him and
1: It is a little bit interesting how Galad is Rand's half brother um and I if sure. you can get
0: that with Dane but that's kind of Yeah, yeah but like, you could get I it with Gawain if you wanted to is you know what I mean like all the things yeah, about Galad like you know Elaine give had them. different
1: Yeah maybe Gawain is um What's his face is not to grain. The other one, Tarangale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Names. Yeah. Maybe Garwin is
0: Tarangale's <laughs> son.
1: But I, I don't think that matters so much because it's it only doesn't. like the very last battle that Galad's like, oh my God,
0: I'm, oh, I'm going to go fight Demandred and lose my arm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. really like, uh, I, th- I think we can get everything that we need out of Gowan's character without having Gowan, so it works for me. Plus, yeah. he's annoying as fuck. Um, I find Or Galad, or rather. rather, or whichever one. I prefer Galad, Galad. over Gowan. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I see, this is why you don't need both of them. Um. So, okay. Glad about that. Okay, so Avienda. Yeah, yes, Avienda. Avienda does not fuck around, and only yeah. those who fuck with her find out. Yeah. That was... Um. Such a sick fight scene. I was so here for the way they filmed that, like yes. the cinematography on the fights when we've had them. Because so yeah. far it's like there haven't been that many big fight scenes in the show that are like. And the best ones are the ideal ones. like the Yeah. They, well, and the ones that have been sort of more in-depth choreographed fights have been fire, like the, like Moraine and Lan in like episode one. Yes. Like that was sick. Right. Do, so yeah. when they have done like a, a well choreographed fight, it's it's usually pretty awesome. The only kind of not standout one I think is maybe in episode four of season one when they're just sort of attacking in the woods and they're just yeah. like shielding. And and like not that very was kind many of many of them. Yeah, I was thoroughly whelmed by that. But otherwise, yeah. a lot of these fights have been like super sick, and this one was I was glued to the screen and I knew I would be, but like the way that, that they say like don't go at her one at a time, it like all go at one so yeah. she'll fucking and then murder Jane all of
1: Yeah. <laughs> but go. that does kind of make sense because he's like the commander. He needs to like control the battle rather than like diving in with everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how he said the last person to touch a cage or go close enough I had his arm broken. Mm-hmm. And then Valda comes in with his arm in a
0: sling. Oh shit. <laughs>
1: So I saw an that asshole. and I was like, Oh, that's because Egwane's like stabbed him and then there was some talk about it on um the Discords and I was like, Yeah, it is that he should be healed by now. Like it's yeah, been that's, like six months. That's
0: been <laughs> six months. Yeah. That's yeah, it's probably oh, And under. I guess like I guess this is probably a reveal to show only people that he's not dead, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't he was never dead. Nobody which, ever like, probably really thought that, but I wonder if show only people are like, Oh, confirmed. Like Yeah, or
1: they're probably just like, oh, he's gone now. He he was a bad for that episode. Right. Like sometimes. You you get that? You get like the big bad of an episode or a little arc and then they like move on and you don't see them again. But yeah, I think having him come back is like, okay, this guy
0: is gonna be around for a while. Yeah. Yeah,
1: He's so And that the white cloaks
0: are a thing. Like I really Mm. just appreciated them being back to just reestablish, like, no, this this matters though. I know we haven't had a chance to catch up with them in a minute, but they are a thing. And
1: I, I love how um, because Dane's wearing not a white cloak and he, like, makes friends with Perrin and they're sitting there and they're having a chat and Dane shows that he's, like, sympathetic by giving the water and he's really nice to Perrin and then you get that, like, when Perrin has that realisation that he's like surrounded by white clerks and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and just setting (laughs) up his rivalry with
0: them and how many times he'll brush up next to them and get away. Yeah, So, I and I really think that
1: that scene with Dane and Perrin, like something's going to happen to Daddy Bornhold and he's going to get killed and Dane's going to blame Perrin because I think we're still going to get that part of it. Um, Yeah. So we're kind of setting up their relationship.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dane says to Valda, um, when Valda like hears Perrin like squeak the floorboards and he says, Don't worry, there's no wolves, like the yeah. dog comes running out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so like good. I, I, I like that they're they're really establishing that like the white cloaks have beef with Perrin. Like, and then they know who he is. They have not forgotten about the yeah. wolf kid and the Yeah, and probably like, yeah. being like, We were attacked by wolves.
1: And like there's probably some white cloaks being like, These fucking questioners. Ugh. Right? Like what the fuck, wolves! And this kid, like,
0: I, his eyes were yellow. Like, you know, yeah, what for do you sure. Mean? This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, Parent with the axe is the other cool parent. I agree. Mm. There is a lot of like very awesome, interesting things happening in Perrin's storyline, even though he has like the worst. Yeah, I books think he book has, arc.
1: but he has. Maybe it's because he has a lot of very book things. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. <laughs> have are some like, very uh, book Underwhelmed
1: because it's like, oh, he's just doing his book stuff. Mm, yeah. It'll be cool when we get to the Battle of the Two
0: Rivers. Yes, like that will be stuff, cool. his early book stuff, though. Yeah, it'll be really interesting seeing him decide to go back, like, and that he's so much on his own path right now already. Like, he's split from everyone else so mm. early. You know, in mm. the books, he's still with Matt and Rand at this point, like, for all the way through yeah, he just kind of follows the start along. of book four.
1: But he's, he's still kind of following along. It's like he's just been wrapped up with the
0: irons and he's just yeah. on his path and... Yeah, but I can see him going like I can see him not ever being in tier like just geographically mm. even like that he's gonna like okay yeah he went to the tower but he basically just headed straight back west and he's not all that far from the two rivers. Yeah, we might get Fong. that next
1: season. Like, yeah,
0: like I think he's not gonna go past the two rivers again until he's done in the two rivers, like until yeah. until Dumai's Wells.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll get a resolution of his um, thing with his wife. Like, I think that will happen maybe even in the two rivers. Like, he'll start Mm -hmm. moving on,
0: I guess. When do you think we'll meet Fahil? Season three. Because she's been cast. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, see, I haven't seen any of this behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, so, like, because there's just so much happening.
1: We know these things. So we've got these, like, some parameters. So, yeah, there but is, I,
0: I wonder where, though. Like, I wonder under what circumstances, if we're right, that he'll go from basically Falm to the Two Rivers. Yeah, what it's been floated the that be. she might
1: be in the Two Rivers hunting for the horn.
0: That and would they're be starting to get
1: that cosmopolitan. They've rebuilt, and um, people are starting to come in and making different houses and stuff. You know, how that happens sort of as Perrin returns. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's all these like, it's like all different. here. Yeah, so he may return, and she may already be there. That would or like be on his way crazy, there or,
0: or he could go with them, and because I'm pretty sure that we will do Stone of Tear, even if it's like very early season three. Yeah, like like you you said um, in our episode one through three, Dark Friend Social, that like the fandom's pretty attached to the Sword in the Stone. Because <laughs> otherwise, I would say but- we we get it in in film. Yeah, and then the, the end of the season sets up going to the, the waste. The danger
1: with the sword in the stone is that you may lose your non-book readers because it is such a trope. It yeah. just maybe like uh, it seems a bit cheap. Um, so I can I like I know we're we're all really attached to it, but I could see the production deciding not to do it. Calendar's I really can, important though, so he needs to get no, to calendar, calendar will
0: somehow. be calendar will it's be like essential. Show. Yeah, but whether they'll actually go to the Stone of Tear, it's just such a cool set piece, but they mm. could save going there for much later in the show. Like be like, yeah. we're going to deal with that in like a season five, we'll go to the Stone of Tear and have him get Kalendor. I mean, anywhere else. I mean, he could even do Kalendor from- And be
1: like, we haven't set up the Choden Carl or anything yet. Like it may be that there is one powerful Angriol that gets used. And mm-hmm. so we don't have the two. But it'll it, it
0: will be the sword because they talk about Varen mentions well, she yeah. could be she could be thinking of something else, but she says the fiery sword, and I assume she means yeah. Kalindor. But I know he does make a sword out of the power and yeah. but I, I would think he'll get Kalindor. I just it's it's entirely possible that it could be in um the waste that he gets it. Like he could get Kalindor when yeah, like maybe, maybe that's part of the trial in Ruidian. Yeah, And that, like, that's well, part that's of how. That's where he picks up the Karl keys is Ruidian. hmm And, like, maybe that's how, because the whole thing about Ruidian is, like, who's going to be the Karakarn, right? Like, who's going to come out with the tattoos yeah. and that's what makes you the ruler and maybe part of, maybe, because they mentioned the tattoos and they've mentioned the swords. So, like, who's to say that he doesn't pick them both up in the waist um, and we skip the stone and tear for now and he can go there later or I mean, alternatively. Men- she
1: doesn't mention the tattoo. She's mentioned the branded hands oh yeah you're right you're right you're right oh shit oh that's interesting <laughs> i i'm up to that chapter with um with my sister like we're up to the oh my god the, the columns and I'm like, finally there's two chapters and i'm like we were gonna do it last week but i was i ran out of time i was busy
0: i was like oh, yeah. i can't there's two chapters we have to these two chapters go together and we have to do them together and i like can't wait <laughs> you got there close uh quickly from where we were last talking about it yeah but you a know what else I would take book. in terms of a stone and tear adaptation of it though? It's like mm. have it be a pit stop in like episode one or two of season three mm. and have it be like a random pit stop that they make for scenery on their way to the waste for whatever reason, maybe they go through Waygate, whatever, or they use the the portal stones and end up there. Mm. And just have it be scenery and they're there, but you get like a few crazy, sort of dream sequence scenes where you have like Moraine and Matt go through the arches into Finland and get their mm-hmm. predictions made. And you, cause I love that trippy scene where like Moraine's exiting when Matt enters. Yeah, and they're all in it each together. In the attic. <laughs> I, I could see mixing those two things up with getting calendar. And having yeah. like everybody has sort of a dreamy what the fuck, but you come out of it with a ton of important information and also a calendar and then off we go and there's no big Forsaken showdown or staying there for ages or, you know, any of it. Um, yeah. And like that, that would be kind of what, fun What um,
1: Maureen says about the Forsaken as well later, which we can go to later. Which bit? When Moraine says about when all the Forsaken are loose, we've lost the last battle. Oh, yeah. Like, we can't let them all be loose, which is just, like, I think it's just a stand-in for the seals. Like, you need to break the seals. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they're kind of connected to to each seal. And then, and that's part of the conflict at the end with Egwene and Rand, that he's like, we need Mm -hmm. to clear the rubble with, what's his name, that died, the, like, scholar. He's like, you need to clear the rubble, and then and then Min figures out what that means, and Rand's like, I'm I'm here to break the seals, and Egwene's like, No fucking way, you'll yeah. let the Dark One loose, and he's like, No, but I need to break them so that I can like make a like seal it properly. I, I love to, like, that last all between
0: the two of them. I can't wait to see how the show does that.
1: Yeah, so it seems like the um, Forsaken are all each tied to a seal, so it is. It makes sense that like once each of them is broken, then the Dark One is free. Yeah. So. Maybe we we don't see some forsaken until the very end, um, and also yeah. if it was easy to break them out, you would think that Ashamea would have just been like bam 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 bam.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That they are they are representative of the seals, especially because we have all the seals in Telaran Riyad. So hmm. okay, but let's. Let's, Let's wrap Avienda, Avienda so we, we can even get talked into some about of this. how awesome
1: Avienda is. <laughs> yeah, because like, there's okay. Awesome. So
0: yeah, yeah, Avienda was fucking awesome. I loved that they're throwing a word soup at us, and just it's fine. Like I love the way that the show is. Like, yeah, no, we're gonna say fartarize my and you know I all this crazy shit. And She has toe, and she has all this like she has uh yeah. That's a she has bit Aiel of humor.
1: She's like Gia toe, like
0: yeah. <laughs> You don't and know the, what whole, I mean. the the humor, how she just <laughs>, laughs at Perrin. Perrin's like, um, I'm feeling so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and her accent was perfect. Like everything about the way they're presenting the IEL is sick. Yeah. And I just I just love the word soup and they're doing it in lots of different places where they're just like saying crazy shit. And I'm like, yeah, say stuff that that show only people won't understand for like six years from now. Just throw it. That's great throw it all out there just say all of it now it's amazing and they're really trusting the audience to like be immersed in this and roll with it I'm so Mm -hmm. here for it it's awesome I love that
1: we've only seen like we've seen two maidens like just totally lay out all of these like fighter fighter dudes and then the only like dude i we've seen is the one that's dead in the
0: cage yeah (laughs) Only one they managed to kill. <laughs> the women are out yeah. there killing. Like just, oh, so awesome. And when the Perrin like, tries to stand deep.
1: in front of her to like protect her and she's like, you <laughs>
0: I so dumb I love when she says, do you like, like to dance? It's so a
1: circle around them. It's like he's backing away, but he's like backing into some white cloaks. It's like, Perrin, you idiot. <laughs> You're just pushing her into like the enemy who are behind you as well as in front of you.
0: But he has the axe. He has the axe. So that was well. He has an axe. I liked that that he has like this random wood axe. It's like not a battle axe.
1: I thought Um, it was interesting that Avienda, um, actually picks up Dane's big battle axe thing because I'm like, I know the whole no, no, like all their weapons are also tools, but it's like, yeah, it's no swords. Is the hard?
0: Yeah,
1: it's a very weapony axe.
0: Yeah, it. It was for, but it wasn't a sword. So maybe yeah. they'll just make that distinction for mm. her. Well, for the Aiel. Um, But I also like the way that she explained, like, yeah, we're in the the threefold land for whatever three things she says in yeah. the last and one for is the, the sin. The She's sin. She's like, what's and that? We, She's like, no one remembers. We have no idea. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that up yes. For the glass columns, set which set I love. love. Oh, well, of course, that goes without saying. Like, that's going to be unbelievable when we get it next season like for sure yeah. that'll be next season so that's that's so exciting okay I wonder Shh. if
1: they're gonna do that in like a series of cold opens so you get these cold opens of like the history of the Aiel going backwards and then Rand goes through the columns at one point and you get like the end the like just destruction of the thingy and the opening of the bore and stuff and then Rand comes out and then you understand that that's what he's seen or if they'll do it as an episode like um like the accepted test. So many. possibilities. I don't know.
0: There are, yeah. I I hope they do Ruidian as one big episode and that it's like both the guys and the girls and every everybody's everything yeah. from Ruidian. And we get mm. all the stuff. And honestly I wouldn't be mad if they like let's say they do move Calendar to Ruidian. Mm. They can all move- the magic objects yeah and they could well that makes sense right and then they can put the um the stuff moraine and matt stuff from the from finland from the stone of tear bounce mm. all of it to Ruity and skip the stone of tear and do that do have some other big set piece in tear later yeah skip all um, of book three
1: <laughs> i like how avianda said like Paranaibara, do you like to dance Yes, <laughs> which is like exactly what Gaul said but when she said it I was like oh, she's just told his name to the white cloaks they didn't know like they only knew him as parent
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't know his surname." I'm like have they now they know like who he is I wonder if that'll come back on him yeah in terms of the white cloaks like
1: I'm like Avianna bad <sighs> <sighs> but oh also God. the
0: eye will use the full names which I really like exactly yeah I love his like stumble over his name of like and that's all I got I don't have any honorific or any fancy whatever to give you and we have two
1: for two of the capes being used against them I'm like no capes
0: yeah (laughs) no capes
1: (laughs) (laughs) she like like yanks one of the capes and we had that in the uh, the blood snow in season one as well like that that really cool cool. shot with like the yellow cape that um Rand's mum
0: like swings around that looked so good yeah all right let's talk about the shan shan i figured you know we do like shan shan and then sort of Supergirls and leandrin yeah so is so yeah all this was this so was awesome right like fall looks just like i pictured it
1: yeah i'm not very good at picturing cities in my head <laughs> so i'm like yeah
0: it's cool it's just like the but whole a lot vibe. of people have
1: said that that like it's exactly how they pictured it. I'm like,
0: "Yay! Yeah, it's great. just what I thought it would look like." And okay, so like stuff from this first, there's like a lot there's a lot here. This might be like a long ass friend social again. I um, I nearly cried for
1: Suroth when she got her nails chopped okay. off. Like the Are way that like- they The gravity of that, like, you know know hardly anything about their culture. She comes into this court and she gets dressed down and then she gets her nails chopped off. And just the reaction to it, I was like, oh, my God, that is the most devastating thing that could ever have happened.
0: Like, I I, love the
1: way they've just presented that.
0: Totally. And what I couldn't figure out is, like, were those supposed to be literally her nails? Mm -hmm. Are they supposed to be real? Because they do have the little things on her fingers. Yeah, I
1: think – I think there's that that's like jewelry and obviously it's part of the costume and that's holding the nails on I think they're supposed to be real because if you think about it she's had her nails chopped off which means that she's been like demoted from the blood she can't be the blood again until they're long enough
0: yeah I so think that they are for sl- them to
1: grow rather than just like hooking on another set like otherwise that wouldn't be it would just be kind of more symbolic
0: other than like yeah the impact pussed. made me think they're meant to be real as well yeah I and like to... holy and did shit
1: two were lacquered his were like painted gold everyone else's mm-hmm. like all of the blood like all of those nobles had the four like two on their like first two fingers of each hand and they all kind of use in the same way so they're all nobles but then Turak is above them and he's got the like painted yeah ones yeah
0: and also Turax here Oh, yes, uh, <laughs> I thought of
1: you when he's all like the Shen Empire conquers for the light, and I was like, "Yeah, you got your like gray." Yes, <laughs> so that like, was my, my note on
0: this of like, yeah. "Yes, I'm so glad they're doing this because I think the shan like the Shaanxians are just fascinating characters. Mm. Like, I like all the Shaanxi chapters, I because it's just fucking wild, yeah, right, and I." I was really, really happy with this that they're saying, like, we're going to fight for the good guys, basically. And mm. I, it's one of my favorite bits in the last battle is when they have to figure out a way to partner with them. Mm. Like, I just think it's so fascinating and so sort of uniquely Wheel of Time, right? Of taking this group of people who are so evil and who have been causing nothing but problems for everybody from the first moment that they arrive and have coordinating and collaborating with them be like, critical to saving the world that they and that they have to like figure out how does how to be like no we're still fighting though when this shit is like when we're done saving like the literal fabric of the universe we're gonna beef because you guys are the fucking worst like we are Hmm. still gonna not be okay with you and it's such an interesting dynamic and i love sean
1: themselves are so convinced that they are superior. Like they're so, so like, even like you see it with Suroth, the way she like starts dressing down a and you're like, she's like, oh, you are not of the blood because clearly that's the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah. And then Ashamael says, I know why you swore to the dark. And she's like, fuck.
0: And you're like, why? I want to know why. That was really interesting. That was the big sort of through a theme for me of this episode was like, why do you swear to the dark? Like, what are, what is the thing? Mm-hmm. Everyone sort of sets this up that there's, there's always a reason that you sign up to be a bad guy. And what yeah. is that reason? And it, it links back, like it, it reminds me of Min for sure last week yeah. of like, a yeah, conversation with Ingtar, thing. maybe he had a reason. Mm-hmm. Like everyone um, has their- And then Leandrin, obviously yeah. talking about that. So like everyone has their price. yeah everybody has their price so that was that was like an interesting through line in this episode and I'm really curious what Sir reason is and also she was just great the actress playing her is awesome she's like so compelling I don't
1: don't recognize her without that fancy helmet for some reason I thought she looked way different I'm like who
0: the fuck is that and I'm like oh I was confused who it was too I was like wait is that Alwyn or is that and and also Alwyn named which if she hadn't if she had already been I hadn't noticed it yeah she probably Um, was in the
1: um subtitles
0: yeah like in the x-ray but they actually they called it out and i was like oh hey hi you're yeah, here the great Turak like voice is called turak's voice so it might
1: have been um suroth's voice maybe earlier. i don't well i may yeah, not have just it's remember. not like i'm like x-raying every scene i do um, um i watch it once i just watch it and then i watch it with the closed captions
0: and take notes and sometimes you can pick stuff up i have also been watching with closed captions when i take notes and i've been doing that on like both my watches but i'm like watching it through and then i'll watch it again and take notes and i should get in the habit of like looking more at the x-ray when i'm doing that yeah but sometimes i did like that work. that alwyn's <laughs> here so i'm like mm. okay hi um and let's see fane is here the yeah. bloody horn of valir is here
1: i feel like like Fane just popping in to deliver the horn and then also Ingtar and Loyal just kind of standing there in the court for like all of mm-hmm. Turek's court scenes I was kind of like I feel like they're just there to remind us that they exist
0: yeah Can't and they really that they're, they're do anything well and they're who everybody's going to rescue or they're who Perrin's trying to go to rescue mm. um and that's how did Moraine say, Oh, they're out there and they have an no gear captive? Or no, Leandrin, Leandrin said it to Nynaeve. That, yeah. So that's, that's like why the, they're going. So, uh, two is blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a means to an end to like get people to farm. So, um, you know, yeah, they're thing, just here.
1: Another interesting thing that, um, Suroth said, because she's like, why don't we just fucking kill Turak? Like, cause she's so angry that her nails got chopped off. And Ashamayel's like, mm-hmm. we can't kill him. It'll plunge the empire into civil war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. What's that about? Yeah, Cause he's going to die. Mean, Rand's going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause um, he- <laughs> unless, unless, cause the country does end up in civil war, doesn't it? Because the Empress gets murdered and Tuan's already over in the Westlands. And then it's, like, there's, like, shit going down in Chan that you just, or Shaunda, or whatever it's called. There's shit going down over there that you kind of just hear about scattered through the books and never gets resolved.
0: Yeah, which probably won't matter. I'd say it would probably, it'll probably turn into something that just, like, makes um, Tuan's entrance more interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, her, whatever's going on with her, her needing to, like, get power, like... It'll probably just lend to that being a little yeah. more streamlined, or probably. the Sean Chan
1: scattering and Suroth being able to bring them all together
0: mm-hmm. and gaining power that way. I just like that they're set, like they're talking about the Empress and setting it up, and like again, like the greatest exposition. They're just totally trusting the audience, They're just like saying stuff, yeah. like they just said, like the Court of the Nine Moons, and, the, and yeah. it's like great. And just
1: like no, only the Empress can read the signs or whatever
0: yeah the omens yeah the the, omens, and yeah. i love i love just like throwing shit out there and then like for for show only people to be able to catch it later like that's how you do like really great television right like say that mm. now and then have Seeding matt get it. his pr- his prediction later and have them mention the court of the nine moons and just figure out who puts that together like something it's not hard to put together yeah. it'd be obvious to be all over the internet but like putting stuff out there like that is great. Like. And the Court of
1: the Nine Moons and Tuon are mentioned in book two. Fuck, that's crazy. It's
0: so early. <laughs> that's so When
1: crazy. you reread it, you're like, oh my God, it was there all along. She yeah, because I remember not knowing,
0: reading it, like mm-hmm. what that was going to be for a long time. Like it was, I was definitely into book three before... Yeah book three or four before I was like oh shit that's these guys right like I figured it out like when Matt figures it out I think like somewhere in the like I don't think I figured it out before Matt when I was reading it so it's I like how they're seeding it now and and it reminds me of Game of Thrones of like the first five seasons of Game of Thrones which is always a good thing and they did a great job of this all the time even though I was a a book reader Mm. they still did a really good job in Game of Thrones of like calling back to stuff and Mm. you know names and places and things where people could put stuff together and it was like just a really good time so good job Rafe throwing all this out here yeah my other comment on their their conversation like um and Sarath's conversation
1: yeah I read your note and I was like um and then I was like yes
0: no she figured it out right (laughs) so it took me two watches (laughs) in my first watch I was like fuck this noise they're not seriously saying that the last battle is happening at fall like I don't want to hear this bullshit again I don't want to be like gaslit about the last battle yeah every season it's the last battle and I was like are we seriously this stupid like I hate it like the audience is going to be bored of this like this is nonsense and, and then on rewatch she says it as well you're like he's been so competent why
1: yeah. would we think yeah like I can understand Moraine not knowing but like a like noise a little bit more
0: yeah, like you should be, and, and and we as an audience should be trusted not to fall for that. Like I was like, you don't expect people to think that. Do you like, come on. And so then on rewatch, I was like, oh, so is Shyamail saying they'll they'll never need to be a last battle because they're yeah. going to win Rand to their side now. Well yeah, the there will the be sky. a last
1: battle, but it'll be like so easy because Rand's on their side. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're setting this up for the future. Like if we going to win today. side now, we're going to win. Yeah, we've yeah. already won. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot more sense on Rewatch. I'm curious to find out what Scott thought about that because I I did not on first watch, but maybe I was just triggered because honestly, I was like so mad at Maureen for that in season yeah. one, so. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I went, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just say
0: that it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. But second mention of the battle in the sky this season, so I'm hoping that that looks great because uh, mm. they've been, the VFX have looked awesome for this whole season and it's been pretty- Minor comparatively, like we haven't yeah. had like a lot of trollocs or a lot, you know what I mean. Like it's been, mm. there hasn't they haven't needed the to use a lot of their budget. Huge. yeah. So good. I hope they're mm-hmm. saving it for the for the fight. I hope yeah. that it looks sick yeah. over in the sky yeah. over fall. Yeah. I hope it looks great. Um. Okay, and then my last question about these guys—they mention when Leandrin drops the girls off, and this will segue us into talking about that. They say, we Leandrin's like, you guys need to learn to respect the one power. Like, fuck you. And they're like, no, we do respect the power so much so we don't want anybody to use it. And our suldam have like proven their right to use the power and they have like worked for years and it's not just given to them at birth. And I'm like, what the fuck are they trying to say here? Are they trying to say they know that the suldam are using the power?
1: No, I don't think they are. I think they're just saying these, we have trained these women to be able to control these other women. So, like, the Suldam aren't channelers. They can – they've been trained to work with the Damani. I don't know if I'm saying that really clear. Like, I didn't – make, It makes I sense to
0: me. I just don't know that the show – Because they don't
1: – yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't catch that. Like, when they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're like the Suldam have trained to control – The Damani, and then there was no question that they could channel, like, like, even the wording. And then, but a lot of people have been like, oh, they just admitted the Suldam can channel. And I was like, oh, I just missed that entirely in both of my. That's how
0: I took it. And I was Um, like, that's weird. Yeah, I'll have
1: to go back and watch and see what the actual wording is. Um, Yeah, because I didn't get the impression that they're talking about the Suldam being able to channel. Like I thought, they were talking about the Sultan being able to um
0: control the Damani. I think you're probably right, but I definitely didn't take that from it. Like I, I, I don't know because they thinks. they say they say we don't believe that like, any woman should just be like born with the ability, and our our Sudan have like earned the right. They've proven their right to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I got it as like they've trained,
1: they've trained and trained and trained and trained before they ever get exposed to the power, like that seems like what it's like to me like that they have been they've proven they're right that they've been chosen they've already they're upstanding citizens or whatever and that they've done all this training and then they can link with the demane and control them like that it seemed like there was a progression rather than they just go straight away into training with like
0: using the power with the demane I don't know I think it'll probably be fully fleshed out next week yes and and next week we'll be like oh we're fine with this um but i am i am curious cuz it wasn't super super clear but i it's it something that i've up noticed that the with suldam the Suldam control the demane that's like these there's these women and then there's these women
1: mm-hmm. and it's highlighted that the the ones who are leashed are the ones who can channel and that's what's going to happen to the girls and that's what would happen to leandrin if suroth had her way and that's what's going to yeah. happen to the Sedai. it's like all the women that we know who can channel they would be demane i think the show has been very clear on that none of them yes. would be suldam
0: Yes, they are being clear on that, and they do mm-hmm. call them Marath Damani, and that's exciting. And yeah, they yeah. So there's like, I I think it'll all be made clear next week. And something that the show's done a few times, and I, I but not so e- egregiously that I can even really think of another example. But there are for sure times where stuff's been said in the show that like the whole fandom like freaks out. Yeah, and then it's, the it's following week it makes analysis sense. thing yeah, yeah. We're all it like, ends up being explained because
1: like, words matter <laughs> we've been trained and because we've been picking apart the books for so long yeah we're doing forever. that with the show and it's like sometimes i think it's unnecessary it's like we're just like once the season's done let's pick it apart because you yeah like even though they're still but also amazon please don't people. ever drop it all at once <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. In the middle of a season I'm like I'm like ready to be like, mm, yeah, that's a curiosity. Uh, we'll right? see what happens and
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think mm-hmm. that's gonna be explained next week and we'll probably be happy about it and it's just gonna take a sec. Um let's segue into this the scene with the girls. The, the ways, ways are looking good by the okay. way, speaking of the VFX. Yeah the ways look good.
1: I like the whole lightning thing because you can see the scale of them. So you get those flashes, and you see all the stairways and bridges and shit. And like that's a really good way of showing that they're massive and they're like a maze. Whereas if mm-hmm. you have like I know in the books, it's this oppressive darkness and you can't see anything, but that would look
0: small on screen and cheap. Mm-hmm. I like the I agree. like the way they're doing it like makes it it's very effective. And it's probably cost effective too. Mm. And good. Like I said, save up for the big fight.
1: And all they do um, is last time on the Wheel of Time and they do like some stuff about the ways. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, they're in the ways. This is how they got there. Like yeah. just bam. Don't worry about it for one you little 2nd show second. the traveling.
0: You show the destination. They're just like, here they are. And then yep, they were in the ways way. and now they're not. And here we go. In and out. All set. Uh, which works for me. They trust the audience so, so much in this show. Mm. So yeah. I, I love that they don't need that, that explanation, which again, like leaves space for the show people to be like, think about the implications of Leandra and knowing how to mm-hmm. travel the ways and that the Trollocs are in the ways. We know that the Dark Friends are using the ways. She's clearly a bad guy. Like it it sets up a lot without saying it out loud. Mm. Um, But my favorite thing is when they call out the breaking of the oaths. And I was yeah. right. They said, you used the power as a weapon. You broke your oath. And I was like, like, fucking yeah. right, she did. Yep. Yep. It, that was fantastic. I thought that she would mention the Black Aja. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's mentioned later. We'll save. We'll get there when we yeah. talk about Varen. Oh, yeah. It's in this episode. We've set up the Black Aja in this episode. And here is an example of it. Like Yeah. They're doing it great. I love that they mentioned them outside of Leandrin. I didn't think they would. I mm. thought Leandrin would say, like when Nynaeve said, you weren't grooming me for the Red Aja, you were grooming me for him. I thought mm. she was going to say for the Black, and they were going to reveal yeah. it right then. But I like the way they did it. I like that they, they sort of show, don't tell, and then they tell us later.
1: Yeah. And um, what Leandrin says there kind of ties back to Dana from Season 1, how it's like the world – the world's a bit shit. Let's just fucking remake it, and this is the only mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Where did I write that?
0: Um, oh,
1: down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
0: Notes. And Leandrin says, if you were to join the dark side, for lack of a better term, yeah, uh, it'll make it easier for you in the end. Mm. To which I said, okay. Like, she probably just means the last battle. She probably just means, like, because we're going to win, like, it, this this is the way to be on the winning side, right? Is that yeah. what she means by and that?
1: She, or maybe she knows that Nynaeve is a person of interest and that yeah. she's got
0: a hard time in front of her. So she should just do it now. Just, like, yeah, just give over. Mm. Interesting. I think that that actually tracks because we get that later in Telerand Riyadh talking about, all of the, um, that five.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought it was very interesting when they were talking about the oaths, um, and Leandrin gave that little bit of history of like why they even swore the oaths to start with. And mm-hmm. I know it's different from the books, but it's basically what she said is that the women who can channel, they've needed to compromise and diminish their own power for the comfort of men. Yeah. Um, and that and it's so like on brand for her <laughs> like it makes so much sense with everything that she's been saying about and she's had some trauma going on and the way she hates the world and that you got to fix the world before like rather than just the symptoms like the whole healing thing and then that every woman has her price
0: mhm yeah it was it was very interesting i also totally agree with her and would low key be red on yeah <laughs> Like, like, oh, Loki, that is probably the Azure that I would join.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> totally prepared to be like, oh my god, I, I like Leianjin, and then she's going to be revealed as black, and we're going to not like her so much. But now it's
0: like I still like her a lot. Oh, I I love her. I she's think she's like great. Still, I mean, side. she breaks yeah. Nynaeve's bonds. Like she's still like kind of a good guy, bad guy. It's fascinating. So yeah. I. And so I even more can't really see her being our Alviarin. Like I'm just like, oh man, like you're kind of the best. Like, I don't know how it's gonna shake out because I yeah. really like you. But yeah. oh my God. I Definitely so she's not just gonna fade off into the background. Do you think she'll be taken by Sarath though? Probably. Maybe, I know she doesn't get made Domani in the book, but
1: No, but Leandrin does end up with uh,
0: Yeah, she's duck a, veil a to Leandrin. Leandrin. No, she's still Le- or, sorry. Leandrin is Darkovale to, to... Suroth.
1: Not Suroth, though. I thought it was, um, oh, yeah, it is Suroth. She's, yeah, with because and she's been, also because with... she's been tied off. Yeah, because someone makes a comment of like this Darkovale has an Icidized ageless face. That's weird. She should be a Demani, but she can't channel because she's been shielded by Magedian. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of pops up a few times and then you don't see her again. She just kind of peters away. Um, so maybe it's- she does end up dakaval to Surath, especially with that um, interaction that they just had.
0: Right. That's what makes me think that. And then and then also it's like more of like how will she be blended with um, Elida, right. even though right. I know Elida's is now cast. I'm kind yeah. of like Elida becomes Damane. So like maybe – I don't know how these things are gonna get messed around because maybe that yeah. part of Elida's storyline does go to Leandra, and which would be interesting and way less convoluted than the whole Duck of ale thing. And and Elida as a Damani was like awesome and harrowing and horrible <laughs> yeah. and, and like so interesting <laughs> and like wish her Don't on anyone. Yeah. But, yeah. but also it was like kind of awesome. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah. You do when you look at a poor Elida, she's so um like she starts off fairly sensible, and then just all this stuff happens to her, and it's like the poor thing, she gets so depowered. Oh, and yeah, in the end, it's not even her, it's Alvi who's fucking everything up for her. Elida mm-hmm. has no power, she's just like wreck. Um, and then and she spends some time with Fane as well, that's
0: when things start to go bad. Um, it's like poor Elida. <laughs> And she just doesn't she get taken on like fucking dragon back out of the tower and and gets collared right there like yeah, I just, mm-hmm. man. So I do <laughs> It's no, think,
1: it's on I screen. I remember.
0: Is- I remember she gets collared on screen, and they're oh, like, because okay. she tries to use the power against the Souldom, and she's like gets punished and she's like you're not gonna do that again you're gonna be very good damani oh, yeah. and like the scene fades and it's like oh god like, ah, like, yeah you're fuck like, oh, and the next time oh. you see her she's like being obstinate and getting in trouble and like yeah but it's yeah it, but and trying to like give information like she thinks she can politicize her way out of being damani mm-hmm. like by being like be super yeah, informed she just about the tower
1: straight away she's like i'll tell you anything you want
0: yeah um, anything i'll anything you want just let me <laughs> go and they're like you're gonna tell us everything and you're going nowhere and it's like Anyway, so Leandrin though confirmed yeah. that her son's not dead. Yeah, they do say that, which is interesting. Yeah, like, all right, I will see. We'll see what that come like, what comes of that. But I do think it touches again on that idea of everybody has a price. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about that. Um, yikes! But I am glad that we got to pair Nynaeve and Elaine. Yeah. Like that, that, that panned out the way that it does close in the books. Yeah. And Elaine, like knowing what to do and or Nynaeve being a fucking idiot.
1: That was a, um, that whole escape capture scene. I felt like there was, there was stuff missing in that. Cause they, they like start running and they're doing the power and then Elaine and Nynaeve just kind of pop out and they're like free. I was like, why are they stopped? Why don't they keep running? And then it's like, oh look, egoine's captured. Like it, I felt like I wanted more. Like it felt really weird. There's like Both a times I watched scene. it. It was just like choppy and like, oh, it was yeah. okay, they're free. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Um, I thought there was another one as well. Did I write it down? Just the editing in this episode. I thought there was another one, but I can't remember when.
0: It'll probably come up it does jump around quite a lot. Like when I was doing my notes, I really noticed that of like, God, what order do I put things in? How do I want to do mm. this? Cause it's kind of all over the place. Yeah.
1: But even establishing that they'd escaped was kind of like, Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, they've got Egwene.
0: Oh, all right. It seems like maybe they were going <laughs> very for much like a really there. chaotic feel, but they lose mm. the chaos. Um, mm. You know, that things are going rough for you when Harry Potter did it better. Cause I think, it, I think like a, the similar scene to that looks a lot better in Deathly Hallows Part 1 when they're running through the woods mm-hmm. and they get Don't they get grabbed remember. by the Death Eaters. They're all splint- yeah. sprinting through the woods when Harry accidentally says Voldemort and calls the Death Eaters to their <laughs> campsite. Like yeah, a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. Harry's such a stubborn asshole. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Sh- Egwene being
1: captured was really yeah it was pretty harrowing um and we get the the, leash like um, you said that's the
0: last thing we see the leash oh yeah
1: and um rima and um
0: setta rima and her water um oh rima sorry i I was thinking of the of the shanshan yes we get her uh yeah lots more ice to die this episode
1: yeah um and the now elaine's two for two concussions (laughs) Yeah, cracked <laughs> right on the head so much. Mm. Um, is but Reema? That, yeah, I found that. I think it's a name in the book of. I think she's the Demano the Demano who is captured, and she tells she's like, "My name is Reema. Like, I need to remember that. Remember me. Remember my name." And then you never see her again, or she comes back. Is that as- her? Yeah, I don't know. I, there is a Reema in the books. I think. And it's one, it's someone who's captured, oh, I think. Yeah, because
0: um, you do see that Aes Sedai, you do see again later, but it's from a semirog POV, I believe. Okay. And they're like on a Shanshan ship or something like that. I'm trying to remember oh, is it, what it is. it when it's,
1: Tuan arrives? Is it Pura? Because she's got that. yeah 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 who used to be aes Sedai and she can't lie so she's kind of a little bit useless because she can't use the power as a weapon but she's like wants to be the best Amani ever and it's someone who was captured
0: at farm yeah and they say say, like you would never have known she was aes Sedai and she's so good and yeah I think Mm -hmm. I think that's her but I I think we'll get like effectively that character next week but it's going to be M- Megan is that her name Ma- yeah, Megan Yeah everyone thought everyone thought it's Megan cuz Megan was going west and everyone's like no Megan Yeah I'm pretty confident we're going to see her next yeah. week like I would be surprised if we didn't
1: because we we um in the books you see I said I get captured you get um the ones that um are about to give up there's the ones that get freed before they give up. There's the ones that do give up. Like there's a range of Aes Sedai who get captured. So I think we're, like we could get more than one and we could get yeah, and different I think... reactions to being collared and like some really quickly cave and some
0: hold out for a long time. And yeah. We need at least one to juxtapose or for Egwene for to see that the all-powerful Aes Sedai has caved yeah and has broken like we need her to see that so yeah, i'd be surprised no, if we don't that see my break
1: week. as well yeah yeah
0: that that's a possibility i think we're gonna have to see her next week but it is interesting that the girls are with rima and and a water
1: and they've got that kind of support <laughs> which is kind of nice um yeah one thing that happens is in the books that like they kind of go off on their own and they're like so competent and then they get made eye and, and they've not had any training really and it's like like they are young, especially Elaine, who doesn't know anything about the world except what she's read in textbooks. Like having mm-hmm. someone to like look after them, it makes mm-hmm. sense, especially because Aes Sedai should be competent. Like they're so old, they should be able to, like when the girls come across them, they should be more competent. They should know more about how the world works and they should be able to take charge without Naive being like, oh, but we, and without Naive actually knowing better. Mm-hmm. which is what happens a lot in the books, which is fine. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, Naini is the best and she does know better. But it's like, you know, really, in the scheme of things, when you think about it, some of these Aes should know best
0: cause just because of the experience that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you're right. It'll be good for them to have a little bit of help and because they uh... – <laughs> They have quite a lot to pull off here, and and we'll see, because cause the fun thing about Falm is the confluence of like the girls trying to rescue Egwene, but it's looking pretty hopeless. Yeah, right, it's uh, all at once. But the then boys show up yeah. and create enough chaos that they get yeah. out. It's basically how it goes down. Is it's like shit goes down hard enough. I mean, the the horn of Valir is blown.
1: <laughs> they would have done it because they get Egwene all the way to the front door before shit starts going down. And when she hears explosions, Egwene goes nuts and starts exploding shit. And so mm-hmm. then, and then they it's realized that Egwene's free, and then they get like chased. So, if the boys weren't there and shit didn't go down, they would have snuck away without a yeah. being triggered.
0: Yep. I, yeah. And, oh, I would like, which is, it, that's going to play really out so well on screen. The girls actually do um,
1: manage. They get pretty far. To, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They do but a they good job. Um, yeah. And it's not and like, like the girls would have escaped if Matt hadn't arrived. Like, they probably would have, but Matt did actually like help them escape. Yeah, in the stone. Like, it's
0: not like that. Like, they would have escaped. Yeah. They probably anyway, right? Like, because they they were having enough, they being uh, like Nynaeve and Elaine, were Mm -hmm. having enough of a hard time just getting around the city, you know, let alone like doing that like with Elaine with them or with Egwene with them. Like, they, Mm -hmm. and that's why I think it makes sense for them to have this Aes Sedai help, but also they can't do a lot of channeling, you know, it's not like there's a, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes down. But yeah, it's, I think we, the boys showing got, up is what
1: we also got Nineve not being able to help. Like she got freed and she couldn't mm-hmm. embrace the source.
0: Yeah. I think that will be important later. Yeah. I think she's going to be not happy about her performance in that moment. It's like I can't help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to see all that go down. Cause I, I love all, I love everybody sm- like smashing your toys together, so mm. it'll be good to see everybody show up at the same time. I one moment I always really enjoyed from the end of the Great Hunt is when Rand sees Egwene, yeah, collared, That's and is great. like, "I just saw her," and everyone's like, "Rand, come on, like we get shit yeah, she's to do." In what the you tower. mean? It's yeah, it's like we said last week about like people running into each other in the world of dreams. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do you mean parents <laughs> here? That doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. so I hope that we get. That moment too like i just i like the whole sort of trains passing in the night
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it happens a lot. a lot with rand like yeah even in here they're like
1: oh is that rand and is everyone's that, dreaming about cool him. him like everyone keeps describing him they're like oh, i'm i d- d- gave this description it's someone i dreamed about not a real person you're like that's fucking
0: rand <laughs> what's he doing in your dream too weird yeah. like, <laughs> So I hope we get to see, I think that plays out really, really well on screen too. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. If not, it possibly better.
1: And you could do that cool like scene change of like following one person and then you just keep tracking
0: and then you're following a different character
1: on a different. Exactly.
0: It's totally easy to do that. All right. So once again, uh, I- I'm just giving this the tower happenings header because there's just too many, like, I don't know what's the, things in the tower. Let's talk about things in the tower. I love Baron this was the most exciting stuff for me most of my notes are in all caps um i i was like passing out i was texting scott i was like you're gonna fall over dad um i still haven't talked to him as of the, this recording have not talked to scott about this episode <laughs> i think he's probably watching like now-ish
1: yeah. um
0: so I, he's gonna lose his mind but yeah Varen sleuthing around the tower mm. and Okay, do you assume that she – are we just going to – are we doing this with the assumption that Shiryam is a Black Aja or not? Like, I'm like – Oh, yeah. I love how grey that is. Yeah. Um, Well, because I am certain show-only people would have no guess that Shiryam is Black Aja right now. But she
1: looked so sus when Varen's questioning her. Like, when Mm -hmm. Varen comes in and she's like – and you can see that Varen is, like, doing the Game of Houses. Right. Like, oh, but they're not. I don't know where the girls are. It's like Varen's got a plot. You know, she's plotting, and she's there to like find out shit, and she's competent. And then, and the way Sheryam is just kind of lost, and then is like, oh, look here it is, and then she's like, Varen's like, that seems like something you should remember, and Sheryam's like,
0: yes, yeah, it does seem like something I'm supposed to remember, and I thought she was lying.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was like, ooh, she's lying. Um, but then, she probably she. It seems so unexpected. It's like she's not a good like Sheryam's not being a good plotter. If she gets questioned like this, and she's just like,
0: uh, uh, no, I yeah. think I think what they settle on is that she has been um, yes under Com- compulsion. compulsion. Yeah, once once
1: that comes up, you're like that scene makes a hundred percent sense. That Sheryam's like. I do remember that, and I should have remembered that, and I'm really confused. Like she's not thought about it previously, mm-hmm. so in the moment she's like, "What the fuck is going on with me?" I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pretend I'm okay, and it doesn't come across well. Um, yeah, and it's perfect that whole like compulsion that she can't quite remember, but it is in there, like, and, and it's then more it like she, oh, amazing oh exposition. Mean like Leandrin has done that
0: to Sheryam. Um, that's what, the implication, right? It's yeah. that's Leandrin. That's a clear implication that this is her story for having yeah. the girls not be in the tower and how she's covering for Elaine being gone. And I mm-hmm. like her detail of bringing the white asparagus, and because she was <laughs> out west, yeah, I guess she could have gotten my um, asparagus. Yeah, the alibi <laughs> asparagus.
1: Baron's like, like, yes, your alibi asparagus. <laughs> she's straight up like, yes, I know <laughs> it only be found in this town. Good job, Leandrin, making an alibi. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. So Leandrin has used compulsion on Sherium to say that the girls have left the tower to go to Gowan's name day party. They name drop more gays. They say that the girls are all in Camelin. and she has used compulsion on Sherium for this. And they use like the, I love these two Browns that (gasps) she sees.
1: Can I I say, I love Naomi Mm that this because we all there was a a release that naomi a little person had been cast as naomi and we're all like who's naomi and there's all this speculation and i love that she's just a
0: random Sedai. which we need there's been not enough random Sedai. Yeah. Um, there's been not but, enough eye to die in the tower. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: But even just that a little person, like, we need that diversity. Like that the little mm-hmm. person doesn't need to be a circus performer or whatever, because everyone's like, Oh, yeah, she's just like here. a circus. It's like, no, she's she's just an ordinary person. Like and I love that she's just there and she's an ordinary person. She's one of the little
0: they're so cute. The like the mm-hmm. three of them. They're little like Yeah. I, nope. I love them to get I love I love how much the Aes Sedai love to munch. I love how they mention that Varen likes to eat. Like Leanderin's mm. like she's throwing shade and she's like, Yeah, bitch, I do. And yeah, uh, she's just there they're snacking. they're not just these like high and mighty, like yeah, which
1: Shirium kind of is. I find her really yeah. interesting the way she's being presented. She to me, she seems like she's an she's an eye Sedai, she's part of the club, and everyone kind of acknowledges that she's part of the club, but she's a little bit not as cool as
0: the rest of them, but she's she very of, administrative and, and she's, she's a mistress over, of novices, yeah.
1: She's kind of overcompensating almost, she's kind of very formal. And Varen even says that she kind of wanders in, is all like, Ah, oh, don't worry about all this formality because Shiriam's all like, Oh, Varen Sadai, like she's mm-hmm. upholding all that stuff, and she doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the I Mm-hmm. which kind of sets her up for being Black Aja, I guess,
0: yeah. So does her like so blue? It's black dress from the first episode yeah, or whatever yeah. she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I think like I doubt very much that Scott would ever guess that she's black. Mm. I think that right now she's being set up as like a patsy for yeah. Leandrin under the compulsion. Like, although but
1: before I- they mention compulsion, Sheryam looks really sus.
0: Yeah, she so does. That question she
1: does. is probably like, the viewers would be asking that question, opening that door, and then mm-hmm. going, "Oh no, it's not her. It was Leandrin."
0: But then mm-hmm. that that question was still asked. I reckon. Yeah, the seed was planted yeah. very, very subtly, which is yeah. great. And I also just love the play of like, in all likelihood, this whole tower thing is just between three different black sisters who don't know that the others are black. Oh. <laughs> I think Varen knows. Varen would know. Do you think so? She's got her notebook. Varon, whole- I think, likely knows about Leanne. And- yeah, yeah, I guess just- she. Varin yeah. maybe maybe Varen knows about because Varen knows about Shiriam in the books, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, Shiriam's in the book. That's how Egwene finds
0: out yeah. and she's like, Oh, Shiriam, my keeper. They um, does, she finds out about her through the book, not through the reswearing of the oaths.
1: Isn't there? The... She finds out about. She knows, and she calls in and Sheryam tries to run, and Egwene's ready for her, oh, for when they do the the reswearing of the oaths. Like Egwene knows pretty much. I think when they do the, she does, she makes everyone reswear, but she knows who. It's not a surprise for her because she's read the book, right. and I think there's only like there's not very many others that Varen didn't ferret out like she got most of them
0: yeah that's a good point actually well so then two out of three who don't know anyway Varen yeah being the bad bitch that she is yes <laughs> but I do love setting that up of like that they don't they definitely don't know that she is right and I don't think Leandrin yeah. and and Shiriam know about one another and like so and then the, then we get the Black Aja reveal and mm-hmm. this was when just so the black Aja is real, I'm like, oh my god, that's all yeah. I needed you to say. And Varen's great
1: bringing it up with like bringing up compulsion, and then yes yeah, black Aja, like kind of leading that. Like, Varen never says
0: it, um, and she doesn't look surprised either. She's not like, oh no, heavens, the black Aja, she's like, yeah. yeah. Uh Um,
1: I liked how the reference to the switch in Sherriam's room getting covered in dust because it's no longer used to like spank the girls, (laughs) but it was in the past. Yeah. I like that. That kind of nod of like, I know in the books, (laughs) in the last turning, the girls got spanked. Maybe they don't get spanked so much.
0: Mm -hmm. Like we've gotten better. Yeah. I also appreciated that because that was, that's definitely something that we don't need. (laughs) It also In all of its forms. Yeah.
1: It also, it does open the door for a lighter to be like, we're going back to how it was when I was a novice and I'm going to spank Egwene <laughs> or like use it as God. corporal punishment or something like.
0: Yeah. And Although it being like, this is bad. That. And
1: other and I said, I'm not really agreeing with it rather than
0: being like, oh yes, everyone gets spanked. I can't wait to see that version of of Egwene. Because mm. right now she's so whiny this season you know yeah. like and I love her like I'm a huge Egwene fan like she's that's my girl she's best girl I'm so yeah. I'm super here for Egwene but she hasn't stepped into that real like yeah. owning her leadership at this point or even her potential yeah. like she's so in it Nynaeve's shadow and trying to be a good girl and like I can't wait to see her my
1: sister currently hates Egwene
0: where we okay. are in the books in book four. a lot of people do she's a like oh my god do.
1: Egwene is actually the worst and I'm like Shut up. She's <laughs> the like that. She's got so many flaws, especially early on when when she she is best girl and she thinks she
0: knows best and she doesn't yet. It's
1: yeah. Like, oh,
0: <laughs> But by the time she's kidnapped in the tower and she yeah, does know I love what's that best. Story That's great. Yeah. I yeah, I can't wait to see her. Mm. So so yeah, all of this was fucking awesome. Um I just I love it. I love Varen and Leandrin just straight up lying to each other. Yes. Like, because they are, right? Like, Varen's (laughs) lying to Leandrin. Varen's lying, like, a little bit more uh, believably. Like, I think there's a lot of plausible deniability in some of the stuff that Varen says, but we know that she is lying. Like, I I think that she is, especially because they're making that so clear. Um, Like, they're really hammering in on, like... If you're black, Aja, you are breaking the oaths that you've sworn. New oaths—they do mention that, um, swearing new oaths to the dark, or they—they yeah. they say it somewhere um, in one of the scenes. And I get I'm the glad that they're setting Aaron, that up.
1: I get the feeling with Varyn that she's um, letting people dig their own holes, like she, yeah. she's just prompting things <laughs> and letting everyone else. Like go on from that, and she's just Mm -hmm. kind of sneakily just like prompting, and she's like, "Yes, I already know, but I'm just gonna say this, and then see you dig your own
0: hole." Mm -hmm. Um, that very knowing look. Yeah, she's very, she's just so great. She's so it. She's everything that I could have wanted. Like, Mm. I'm so happy with this season for bringing in all of this stuff that is like so uniquely the Wheel of Time because. Season one and book one—it's just so like Lord of the Rings light, and yeah. and I think that yeah. that turns off new fans.
1: And I like, think it's just stuff, another
0: fantasy series. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, uh, oh, it's not though. There's so much cool shit, and like we have to have this season to build it up. And mm-hmm. I'm just so glad that they're not wasting any time in season mm-hmm. two, giving us all the stuff that makes the Wheel of Time the Wheel of Time. Like, yeah, yes, because yes, there's so good. much that's cool and. Should we move in to the next thing? Yeah. Speaking of things that are cool, the next big, the the two big reveals of this episode for me were the Black Aja and Teleran Riyadh. Yes. And, oh, I am the happiest of campers. Like, I'm like, these are two of the really big things that I was trying to not blow it for other people Mm. that it exists, right? Because they're big reveals. They're huge mechanics of the story. Like, perfect segue from what we were just saying, right? Of like, Stuff that makes the Wheel of Time the Wheel of Time. Mm. Teleron is high on the list. And I'm just so glad that that mechanic is getting revealed.
1: Yeah. One thing with Moraine coming, like, when she, like, stabs Lanfear. And then they run away. I'm like, Moraine why Don't you have a horse? Why didn't how, do you
0: just walk? How did you there? get there? <laughs> like, yeah, right? where did you come and from? And then they like
1: run away and then they have to come and do, And I can see that they have to come and do horses and use the lady as the decoy and they can't use Maureen's horse for that. Um, but it was, yeah, I think there was another bit of like, why, why, why are they on
0: foot? Like, ugh, okay, but yeah, well, I it appreciated the, the it best for way the juxtaposition because we get. Forget Moraine just like murders the spare horse. Like oh, fucking yeah. so ruthlessly, which she's always been ruthless. I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool juxtaposition with Lanfear, who two seconds later murders a person and takes mm-hmm. their horse. And again, these yeah. sort of areas um, of gray. Rafe,
1: I think Rafe said in the like behind the scenes, I read it on one of the forums that he said that Moraine or maybe Rosamond did, that Moraine is a zealot. Yeah. For, like, the dragon. And I'm like, I can see that.
0: Yeah. She will do what it takes. I mean, she's a zealot for her own purpose, which is why she's such a blue aja, right? Mm. Like, she always has been, like, this whole thing is about her doing that, that she's, like. Yeah, the things she will do, like murder that horse. She yeah, doesn't... or let any of the kids die, or kill Rand. Like she was yeah. very clear about that in season one. I'll kill any yeah. of you before I let you turn over to the dark. when
1: you see these, like like Leandrin does things like sets uh, ninety free, like breaks her bonds. You see Dane hold a bad white cloak, give water to the eye when he shouldn't, mm-hmm. when like white cloaks wouldn't, and things that you don't really see Moraine do any nice things.
0: Not this yeah. season, anyway. No, she's all mission all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it interesting. And it's kind of badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, um.
1: And I loved the that resurrection scene of Lamia. Like her, she's like bitch. <laughs> the, the way she comes back to life is just like whoa. And like the black, tendrily stuff. There the is, saw It does her look eyes. different to the Shadalo goth black shit. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I was looking for that
0: the second time around. I was like, did that look like? Sh-? But it does look different. Yeah yeah and she That's looks cool. like pissed about it, too, like it doesn't look like an easy resurrection for her, like it looks yeah. painful and traumatic, and like yeah, yeah, and she says bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, She's like really she was incorporated, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah i I enjoyed um Moraine kind of level setting expectations on the Forsaken. Kind of like we said, I agree that the seals probably represent like the seals and the Forsaken and breaking them are going to be tied in. And just the way that she says, like there's a whole bunch of them. The last battle's still coming. You didn't kill the dark one. Duh. Mm. And now the game is the Forsaken are going to be slowly let out. And if they all get out, we're fucked. And I appreciate just sort of restating what's happening. Mm, (laughs) from a high level (laughs) like yeah what is the show about right now or where are the stakes right now in terms of the bad guys like
1: strongest lieutenant free again
0: again (laughs) I feel it's only the second time she's said it this season but
1: because it's in all the promo stuff it's like it's like her catchphrase of the season
0: yeah it is but it's good (laughs) it's it's an important detail for us all to have like so I'm glad that they're just sort of making that clear like all right there's a lot of intricacy Mm -hmm. but high level this is what we're trying to accomplish I appreciated that from her. Um, Mm. She kind of, do you think Rant has figured out that she can't channel? Because she low-key is like not channeling and telling it. And it was like, I can't keep us awake, for instance, with the power. Yeah,
1: but she doesn't say she can't. Like, he asks her, can't you channel and keep us awake? And she says, I can't, which... yeah. Like, obviously she can't because she can't channel, but it could be taken as I can't do that specific thing with the power. Like, that's not a thing that's possible with the power. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, she told my ran that she can't channel. And I'm like, no, she didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I wonder how he's – if he'll start putting that together, right? Like, I don't think she's outright told him, but I wonder at what point he'll figure it out because mm. – right? And not enough. And it seems like she's still at least – seems like she's under the impression that she can't lie. I still think that she's going to turn out to be able to and that she's just been sitting on that information, which I think is more, more interesting.
1: she's going to bring Swan in. That's mm-hmm. the plan, <laughs> seems to be, for next episode. Maybe they sit down and have a chat and Maureen's like, I can lie. Yeah, I would think so. Or Swan c- brings it up like, are your odes broken? And then Maureen's like, hmm. Like yeah, yeah, without outright saying I can lie, it might be
0: subtly like brought up. It would make yeah. sense to establish that mechanic now while they're mm-hmm. establishing the rest of the oath stuff, and showing yeah. why it's important. Because they're, I think they're doing a really good job of setting up, like, looking out for lies as the telltale yeah. sign of a. Of a black Aja yeah. So, which is great. If, like, and that's also, an awesome. I think if gang.
1: we if we set that up with Moraine now, like, have that little conversation later when Swan's deposed and stilled, because I think that's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. We won't need to set it up again.
0: Mm-hmm. The audience
1: will already know that, like, Swan's been stilled, so her odes are broken, and then we can see her make lies yeah without having to because we see that from inside her head in the books
0: yeah and swan loves to lie so yeah She's like, i don't see them taking that away from her, her. <laughs> yeah um and then let's see all right so tell rayad gets dropped yeah um this is very exciting this is the most exciting of all the exciting things and we like we'll talk more about it in, as we talk about Landfair in kind of the final section coming yeah, up where we're we're actually of in exposition tournament. about yeah. the mechanics. It's so exciting that it yeah. that it's a thing because now so many things can be explained or predicted or mm. set up and just. I can have much easier conversations about this with Scott, like yeah. now that this is a thing. <laughs> like, um, so wait, like, so I'm like.
1: They they haven't said anything about Egwene being a dreamer yet?
0: No, they I haven't.
1: I can't wait to do the do.
0: I wonder how much that's going to matter, whether everybody will just be able to do it or are they going to make a big stink about Egwene? Because I, I imagine it'll be the latter. Like, why not make a stink about it? She has to have a training montage with the wise ones. She has to. Yeah, she does. She does. But yeah, I was just really excited that they mentioned it, and and that they really set up from the beginning. Like, okay, not only does this exist, but like you can get dragged in there. Like right now, they haven't set it up as a thing that like anybody would know how to enter, which is totally real. Like the Isidai so aren't very like
1: yeah
0: Except skilled the force at doing that. They can that. do so. Lanfear
1: is a master of it, and mm-hmm. Ishmael has had a little bit more practice and is getting better.
0: Yeah. And they're setting it up as a a thing that the Forsaken do, not as a thing – and that they can drag you into it and dreams Mm. have power, but only from like the bad guys. Yeah. It's not being set up as a tool that the good guys could use yet. Mm. So probably that'll be where it comes in with Egwene because right now it's just people being dragged in. It's like if you fall asleep, she'll take you. Not – let's go to the world of dreams and, and fuck shit up, right? It's just, yeah. she'll get ya. If you. Yeah. If you fall asleep, Lanfear's going to get you. Yeah. And, and and I love it. And and she's like, oh, yeah, I just just need him to go to sleep. And then he's mine. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. So I just am, fuck, I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then you called it uh, Barthanis. You called this last week. Yes. Um, this would be Maureen's nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what do you th- what do you think the implication is here cuz he doesn't do a whole hell of a lot in the book.
1: No, so he has a party. He's a dark friend, but Barthannus is so it's Barthannus Damadred and he's basically the second most powerful house in Kyrien at the start. Um and the Goldrian house are currently Gold- the Goldrian's king and they're like maneuvering. Like is how it's set up in the books and then barthanas has his party and then it's revealed right. that that he's a dark friend and he's got the way gate in his backyard and he has a message from fane and then he's found dead shredded by the golem mm-hmm. after the party but also goldrion is king killed by um tom like that night as well <laughs> so, and that's the civil war yeah, because that's the Kyrian. whole other wrinkle.
0: I reckon shit's going
1: to go down in whatever this wedding is. I don't know about Barthanas because they did say that Barthanas is his kind, like, Maureen's father. And mm-hmm. that's something from New Spring that Maureen's, Maureen's branch of the Damadred family are, like, the sensible, nice ones and the rest of them are all pretty shit. So that's interesting.
0: I wonder if he'll be a dark friend because mm. it'd be interesting to see – um, this like kind of nice guy who's like related to Moraine, like it, I, again, just sort of different breed of bad guy, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, I it think would be it, interesting. Like, it could be it could be that Um, Onver is the dark friend, and that's how she's pulled the family out of financial difficulties and Ooh. risen up. Or Barthanas could be the dark friend secretly, and Anvia thinks that she's pulled the family out, but it's actually Barthanas in the background that no one knows about like the dark horse or both mm. of them could be dark friends working together I think at least That's one of them might be like there's different possibilities
0: I would think so just because otherwise it seems a bit bland but I yeah. you know like then what are these guys doing here except for Moraine's backstory which is interesting but I don't see any part any point in bringing in Barthenis or the wedding and all this nonsense, if not to have some shit go down and have them yeah. be dark friends. But I think
1: also a royal wedding would give reason for Swan to be in Kyrian. That's true would too. Be invited, so, and I and I I suspect Matt Min might be bringing Matt to Kyrian. I think she oh might, definitely so that they all end up together, and then some shit's gonna happen. Matt's gonna end up back with the dagger and. The royal family's all gonna be dead. Like maybe Barthanus does die and this Queen Goldrian dies, and that's how Karian ends up in civil war and it all goes really badly. Yeah. And that's another failure for Moraine. <laughs>
0: it and could be. And then they be. and then
1: they hoof it to farm. Like something's gonna happen. At it that could, wedding.
0: It, yeah, for sure it's gonna go down at the wedding and they'll leave for farm. That's mm. like I think definite. And um whether he'll die or not, I don't know. Because I think it's interesting to set up the golem now. Because love the golem. Like, let's go. Mm. Like that's, I would be very happy with them setting that up now ahead of season three of like, and here's more creepy shit. Like, get stoked. Yeah. Or maybe the wedding happens and then like, a like, Barthanas isn't there. And they're like, where's Barthanas? And then they find him ripped to pieces. And they're like, what the fuck? I would like for Matt to find him or be somehow involved in it. I would like for yeah. Matt and the golem to get set up today. Maybe this is when Mirand gets stabbed. Like. Min's vision yeah oh mm-hmm. okay yeah so I'm excited for that um that'll be super fun and it also maybe he won't die because it might be interesting to keep him around if we have a Karian and Noble who could be a dark friend yeah someone said he could take Weiramon's place mm-hmm.
1: I love Weiramon. he's such a dumbass <laughs>
0: He could just, just be, you know, funny. fill a lot of roles, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to need somebody in Karian to show up and do stuff and and be a secret bad guy. Um, I could see him being a bad guy and nobody on our team even finds that out right now. And then we b- play that out for a long time to come because there's so many Karian and Nobles or or even Andoran, or whatever. Like, there's so much of that just sort of soup happening, especially especially during uh the succession stuff with Elaine, it's like it might just make sense to set up people who are gonna stick around, whether they're good guys or yeah. bad guys or fucking whatever. There's so many roles to take. Yeah. In the that. succession
1: stuff, like all like and each time we go to a city, there's like a new set of nobles <laughs> that you get really confused about. You're like, who is yeah. this one? I can't remember. And like which ones are from Tier and which ones are from Karian. And then there's the Andoran set. Like, they get really confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it might make sense not to kill him just for the mm-hmm. sake of, like, having some familiar nobles around and also mm-hmm. one that's related to Moraine. Like, that's interesting. So it might be a shame to kill him. We
1: haven't had anything seeded about Rand's parents yet, like, to Green. Like, we've seen to Green. No, grain, we haven't. But, like, that goes – like, that's seeded in um, book one in the timey Road Trip with Matt mm-hmm. and Rand. Like, there's that um, – I think it's Almond Bunt – <laughs> that character who is like just rants about the royal family and all the lineage and how Tigraine went missing and blah 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 blah, blah and and all that we get that right in book one we haven't gotten any yeah of that we yet. do get
0: that really early we'll get yeah. it when they're in the waste it'll it'll be
1: yeah
0: I mean they'll have to they'll have to talk about it when they're in mm. the waste um and then
1: the advice that Onver gives Maureen- oh yeah this is
0: interesting um that like moraine kind of opening up a little bit with her sister and and mm. Onver says, says, do you know all of this to be true is that advice that she says that mm. she got from moraine i love like rosamund pike's face during this as she like realizes mm. where she's been wrong and that like that fear probably isn't going to hurt Rand and like yeah. thinks it through. And one, and when Onvia says like you're totally
1: lost, you go, Oh yeah, she is. She is totally lost. Yeah.
0: She has no <laughs> idea what the fuck she's doing. Yeah,
1: I didn't realize until now. Yeah. From the beginning. Hmm. <laughs>
0: like Maureen is like, if I have any criticism of show Maureen, it's just her incompetence. Like it's like, girl, yeah.
1: what? Thing. I feel for her so much. She just
0: can't win. She's trying so hard. Yeah. But I do like this realization because this is this is another big reveal for me this episode, I think, that Lanfear is in love with Luz Theron um, mm. and isn't going to hurt Rand and like wants to believe that like that Rand will love her back. And she's like so, so primed to do this when like Random Horse Lady is like no, it was all the Aes Sedai's idea. The young man looked dazed. Like, she's like, of course he did because he loves me truly. (laughs) Yeah, I have to remember, he's so young. Yeah. He's just so young. He just doesn't, (laughs) like, she's so primed to think like that, which cracks me up because I always thought, like, Lanfear in the books, like, and I don't think she's a little scarier in the show, but she's just so, like, I never saw her as being, like, all that scary because she's just such a fucking idiot. She's just so, her mind is just... Yeah, she has her this- own agenda. She comes in and she's just like
1: wants to fuck around with Rand and like helps him sometimes, doesn't really ever do anything bad and then Rand can't kill her and then she turns into Sindane and it just turns to shit. She has like no agency after that. But I do like the whole like, why is she going to help? Like she's this like bad guy but she is helping Rand
0: yeah, she's not especially intimidating, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I never felt like she was a threat. Not really. And so I I actually like the way they're translating it perfectly to the show. Like, she's mm. kind of not. Like, actually, she's probably not really going to do anything to hurt you. Yeah,
1: and her discussion with um, Ishi. she's all like, kind of flirty and talking with him and then he says something I can't remember what he says and he looks away and then you see her kind of look away and like her expression drops and it's like mm. she's fucking weird is she she's not saying what she thinks like no. she's got some other motive
0: which I like how she kind of says to him outright like he's <sighs> like and you know will you will you betray me and she's like obviously yeah of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I love that you guys can't get along. Yeah,
1: but she's still playing the game. It's like she's playing along with Ishii.
0: Yeah. Well, and they all have that these, like, state. tentative relationships mm-hmm. in the Forsaken, don't they? Like, where mm-hmm. they just are like, we're going to be on the same side for a little while. He and I are, are getting along for now. Up until the end of this mission, then we're going to separate off. And I, yeah. I like those dynamics. Um, but before we talk about her and teller I'll just quickly a couple things on her Mm -hmm. that do make her really scary the way she beheads that one guy with like a snap of her fingers yeah her
1: use of the power is very fine and Mm -hmm. honed like Mm -hmm. you see the other aesodai like the power kind of swirls around them in kind of chunky swirly bits but everything she does is very small and quick she doesn't take a, a lot of time gathering the power before she does something. She's just like, bam, there it is. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, the visuals of that and the way she uses the power is really
0: it was really interesting to me as well. I can so much tell sense. the ways that it's different, and it's mm-hmm. fascinating that we haven't seen Ishmael use the power very much sensibly enough, as he's surrounded by Shanshan. Um mm-hmm. But we haven't seen him do it much. So she's kind of the the most of the. The power that we've seen used by the Forsaken, outside of like some flashier stuff, by and she's Ishi on a rampage. Stuff. She's using it while she's on her like rampage. Yeah, <laughs> like I like the way she ran. uses it as a whip on the horse. Yes. That was fucking sick. <laughs> um, and I like her comment that there's nothing slower than a horse, and like the, yeah, the leaning like, oh. into the post-apocalyptic <laughs> stuff for the Forsaken. Yeah, yeah. is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, now those were my old. Now let's talk about Talaran Rayad. Um, the,
1: yeah, the way, the what sick. really struck me was at the start, it's Ishi's dream and Rand's lying in the bed and Nishami, I was like snuggling up to him like Egwene did before the bat dream in season one. Mm-hmm. It's like nose to nose. And then he's like, I know it's you, Lanfear. And I'm like, is that something that like, is Ishi, is Ishi also in love with Luz Ther- Theron? Like,
0: I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so here for it,
1: yeah, me too, like that everyone's forsaken because <laughs> they're in love because they're me, in so. love <laughs> but that but that is like a motivation for a lot of them like isn't um someone is just a foot shorter or like a an inch shorter than louise there in and hates that, and like they're all just like not quite. As good as Lotharim, like they hate him because they're like, like if the if Luce Theron wasn't there, they would have been the most powerful, or they would have been the best at this, or they would have been the best at that. But Luce Theron was like the best at everything, and so overshadowed them a little bit. Like yeah. Nineve and Egwene, that Egwene mm-hmm. would be the most powerful, but Nineve's around.
0: Mm-hmm. I th- I think that is Samael who yeah, short king. <laughs> who's the short one yeah and then and Bel- it's
1: oh, the one who beat him at stones once yeah. <laughs> it goes on and on about it
0: <laughs> but i do it it does feed into the theme of the episode though with land fear right and like the reason that you choose the dark and mm. um because rand says to moraine when she when she's giving the big reveal which i'm i'm so glad we have this reveal uh for for even just for the sake of me talking to scott of like she's in love with him mm. uh and Rand says, but she was, she was a dark friend. Like how could, cause she says, and he was in love with her too, before he met his wife. And he's like, but she was a dark friend. And he's like, but yeah, but not until Luz Theron broke up with her until she got dumped. Yeah. <laughs> like, So but, everyone has their reason, right? Everybody's, yeah, everybody's reason. Also,
1: she didn't become a dark friend until the moment, like she drilled into the bore. Mm-hmm. So before that happened, there was no dark. So when Lucer and and Lanfear broke up, there wouldn't have been a dark side to turn to. So Yeah,
0: but that's fine. I like to
1: think that she threw herself into her work um and wanted and was like, I'm gonna be the best at whatever, instead of having a boyfriend and then and did her research and then drilled into the bore and then was offered like join me or die. And she's like, Well, yolo
0: I join yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so I feel like I think it's I think it's gonna end up being a little bit more nuanced than a boy broke up with me and so I turned to the dark to get him back which I think is a little trite and depowering well, for a woman like for yeah sure it'll be yeah it'll be a little bit more nuanced I like to believe that anyway
0: but I like how Maureen sets us up for that right of saying like there's not a lot that we mm. know but this is consistent and I'm taking a stab at what I think will happen here yeah. based on this like tiny bit of information that is like apparently reliable. So at least she does set it up like yeah. we don't actually know everything. Hope like, we
1: actually see it.
0: I hope so too. I hope that we get like a 25 minute long cold open of like the sequel to the cold open from episode eight from last season. Oh yeah, this season yeah if we were to get like the because in episode the the opening in the age of legends from episode eight of season one shows mm. Luce Theron being like nah but we're gonna open the boar though like hope you guys help us and and the tommerlin yeah. seat or whatever is like absolutely not like we're not nobody's helping you with that yeah but <laughs> we get to see the aftermath we know it worked of-
1: out before you yeah, yeah i would like to have a um another look at Therein, whether it's like dragon mount or something but i think we might mm-hmm. get the like mirin drilling into the bore as part of the um glass columns in ruidian because that's where yeah. we get it in the books see having, we need a whole and, and that reveal because that's kind of it's never really like dun 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 mirin is land fear. like you kind of end up putting mm-hmm. that together and i think that would be really cool to get to the end of the glass columns and being like everything's turning to shit and, th- and then it like comes into like the Dark One actually escaping. And holy shit, it's Lanfear there. She's yeah. the one that did it. Like, have that, like, dun-dun-dun moment. It'd be really yeah. Cool.
0: I think that would be awesome. I hope that we get a whole episode in Ruidian. Yeah. And honestly, the way the exposition is being done in this show, I have no doubt that we will. And that if we yeah. don't, it'll be for the best and it'll be well done. Like, I'm I'm really here for it. Mm. Um, I have no problem so- that she's
1: wearing black um, Oh yeah, white because... It's a very easy way to code that she's
0: part of the black club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yep, like... I'm super here for that. But I did like their white like bed shirts that were very Age of Legendsy looking. Mm-hmm. Like they were sort of like futuristic looking yeah. more clothing. Like and they're both in these very like they just look like men's dress shirts. Like she yeah. looks like she's in like a boyfriend like I'll button up. The way she
1: giggles, she's like, how did you know it was me? Yeah, like <laughs> it's I really fun. And,
0: and she's wearing the ancient Aes Sedai ring in Telaran Riyadh, which I have mm. been saying that I, I really hope that that is a way to tell who's a Forsaken. I hope that in the future we'll see somebody who we don't know who it is and they're wearing one yeah, of those yeah. and everybody will drop dead. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm really looking for that moment because I think it's coming.
1: Yeah. And the way she asks "Is she like, why did you leave Moraine alive? And Ishi says, "Because an Aes Sedai without power is more interesting," and that's very mm-hmm. "Let the Lord of Chaos rule." Yes, going on there. Although he did, he didn't confirm that she's stilled and not shielded or or whatever.
0: Yeah, So really I guess. Nice. <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like the past and future stuff, right? Like to mm-hmm. the past, to the future, to the like they kind of uh, bleh, what's the word. Um, they kind of reference the turnings of the wheel. Yeah. They they allude to them is what I was looking for there. Yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed because um, I love was, when they lean into that.
1: It was interesting that Ashamia says that he was woken by the Dark Lord first. It's like, was he woken by the Dark Lord or was he released by Rand? Or was he kind of like woken to lead Rand to the...
0: Yeah. Are they saying it's sort of like part of the part of the plan that he was like he was woken by Rand but that it, like that there was oh he was released faded. by Red and he was woken before that like that was the idea maybe I don't mm, know
1: yeah it's something yeah that I was like oh that's an interesting he's got a different perspective on or his telling Lanfear something different to what happened or whether it did happen that way and we haven't seen it that way like it's yeah and yeah, like he says a lot of stuff like he says matt
0: was born mine um yeah which... so i don't appreciate that one little bit What well, what exactly do you mean Shama? like fuck off all the way to hell i
1: think that's a reference to matt is he's poor he's been living under the poverty line he's worn down like he's gonna be so easy to turn to the dark like i think it's just the circumstances of his upbringing um
0: They have set that that up in the show a lot of just like Matt is like a bad guy, Matt with the dagger, Matt is an asshole, like they're leaning into that and it breaks my heart (laughs) because he's obviously the best. And Scott is like every week and also all the time whenever we're talking about it and in season one, he's like, I know that you love this guy and I know that you keep telling me that cool stuff is coming because like Scott knows that Matt is um to veer that he has special powers and that they're coming and i don't Mm. feel like it's super spoilery for me to say that i'm like they all have a thing matt will have a thing we just have to wait for matt
1: it's so true to the books as well because everyone's like and and everyone's like oh matt's a bit useless and everyone who's read it is like just wait just wait you'll love matt Matt's amazing amazing. (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's fun it's fun that he's doing stuff not that he's been doing much this season but we've seen him and we know him and we're still getting that kind of like um, why is he important? <laughs> like, yeah, he's just like a Dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. Scott is just like, why do we like him? Like, I believe you, but like, he's just such an asshole. It's gonna make and, it like, so
1: much better when
0: he's like super cool. Yeah, and I just think that can't come soon enough. And I assume yeah. that he'll blow the horn of a year, and you know,
1: I all better.
0: I can't. Fixed. Um. Yeah. So mm, that that was sad, but I did like that they emphasized the impo- importance of the Emmonsfield fight. Well. Mm. F- I like that they emphasize the importance of the Emmonsfield Five, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other couple of things here, let's see, those two. Shamael the-
1: says he's the only one who wants what the Dark wants, which is to stop the wheel. He's like, I'm the most important Um forsaken because i'm on the same page as the dark one like you've got ulterior motives everyone else has ulterior motives um which is good to point that out that he's got that nihilistic viewpoint mm-hmm. and then he also said that ishamiel sent the hyaline in motion or hyleen hylen, however they say it like he's like i sent he
0: basically sent the shan Chen. the shan Chen, yeah that he yeah. said well and we see that i mean he confirms it with Lanfear here but yeah um but Turok says it, right, of like, you you saw the omens and you like, mm. we have that set up that he put that into yeah. place.
1: And he does basically send it in motion in the books because he's the one who sent the, like, Arthur Hawking's son over the sea. Yeah. <laughs> he just set it up way, way, way back thousands of years ago. It's just kind of bringing it forward of like, yes, his hand is in
0: this. Which works, and yeah. also it works that he's with the Shanshan because in a reveal that was both awesome and devastating, it seems like we are not going to get mm. Um, because he says, "Like, do you know why the Dark One only speaks to me?" Right, and Lanfear yeah. says, "Well, because Mogideon and Grandall are idiots, and like, what does she say?" Says- yeah. Yeah, the boys can't execute a plan if they were compelled to do it, if they were under compulsion. I'd be
1: really disappointed if there's three girls and five guys. Like, I feel like like I would have expected it to be four and four.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be three Um, and five,
1: though. I don't think this completely – like she had to list three things, I think. It's like this, this, and this. So I don't think it's excluding anything yet. It just confirms that – mageddian's gonna be and grendel and some boys <laughs> some the, of the boys
0: i like. thought i thought it was pretty like to me i read that as decisive of like those are the women and then there's x mm. number of men and we don't know who they are but that yeah she's listing off and i and i took it too as being like um even though this might be like slightly uh anachronistic for her as a forsaken to be sort of doing this like female first like well, because mm-hmm. here's the major players: is me, Grendel, um, and Mogideon and the boys, and then the yes. boys. But that I that were the major players that are worth saying by name. Which I'm like,
1: mm.
0: all right. I did say I wanted Mogideon, Grendel, and Semirag. Those those were that's what I wanted, and yeah. I would still like to have Semirag. And I am, I, I'm pissed because I really like Semirag my favorite mm-hmm. Forsaken, and so I'm oh. just like, fine, fuck you, fine, like Moghidian. Like,
1: I just like Megadian and um um
0: Nynaeve. <laughs> I mean yes, I like Mogedean and Nynaeve. And I like I like Grendel, but I I respect Grendel. Yeah. And I like Masana too, but you can combo Grendel and Masana and I'm okay. Mm. But I'm disappointed about Semarog. I'm not gonna lie, I am. Mm. I'm unabashedly disappointed that Semarog's yeah. not coming. Because like she's just so much scarier than the other ones. Mm. Like, yeah. I assume that this means that, like, Landfear will be the one to, like, kidnap men and take the hand and all of the things, right? Because, mm. like, that's so harrowing. Yeah, like, I
1: don't think we're going to get the Sindane <sighs> and the Korsuvra and all that shit. Like, depowered, yeah. female forsaken. No, I don't I think I don't we're, think gonna think get, we're like, going to get like Moradin. I think we're just going to have whoever's, like, the actors that we've got is who we've got. And these are Definitely.
0: And that is that makes things a lot more straightforward. I just I wonder if we're going to get
1: um Aaron, is it Arangar who is the Halima who can channel Sidene? Like it will be interesting how they deal because that uh, like I, yeah. I I like that they've got like a woman who can channel Sidene. I think that's a really cool thing.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they're gonna have to be very uh diplomatic and careful with how they portray
0: that and I think this show would do a good job I of they it can do it yeah it's also a really big open question in the wheel of time just in the mechanics when you look at it with a modern viewpoint of like mm. okay this is like an extremely binary understanding yeah. of gender I, people.
1: I do like the idea of like a trans person like say a trans man um who is like kind of gender affirmed by it being discovered that they can channel Sidene and not Sidar, or like mm-hmm. the other way around? Like, I just really mm-hmm. love that idea of like this child being like, mm, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I think I'm trans," and then being like, "Oh, I am." Yeah,
0: I really yeah. like that too. And I wonder if they can accomplish the same thing without it having to be this weird thing with the Forsaken of being like mm. as a punishment, brought back in a different body, and like yeah. have it like. I wonder if we could just have a trans character. Who yeah. just like, but I think a true trans uh, woman would need to channel SIDAR.
1: and so that whole mechanic of like, there's this mole in the camp, who, who is yeah. like a woman who can channel in and no one can detect it. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, is, it, it
1: was be, it was unless it's just literally some disguise like a mask of mirrors, like disguise yourself as a woman. So. But then that leads that whole there's a dangerous man who's going into the women's bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like pretending, that. like that kind of thing. They yeah. might just not Plug for it. our
0: Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> episode where yeah. I rant about that for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I like that too. Hopefully they'll – I I do think because it is such a thing in the fandom, it's such a question mark and the, mm. the nature of gender is so binary in Wheel of Time that I think it necessitates it. They will either not do it or they will be really careful with how they do it. I think they should do it carefully and show Mm. it and acknowledge it because they're acknowledging, like, every other kind of diversity,
1: Mm.
0: you know, including sexuality. So it's, like, we should probably talk about gender identity in some way here because the show's pretty woke. So in a good way, I've, like, yeah, like, I'm glad that it is. So I wonder how – I think hopefully they'll address that. Yeah, yeah. so that happened. What else do we have on this? Um. I guess I guess continuing the reveal that she really wants to like she specifically wants Rand.
1: Mm. Like
0: that her ulterior motives are made really, really clear. We kinda touched on that. I think that's kind of everything that I have. Yeah. Right around the two hour I mark that's is not too much. <laughs> yeah. Do we have it? That was good. That was the fastest we've gotten through once so far. <laughs> I'm really yeah. excited for next week. I'm excited to get more on the Shanshan and... And what Lanfear does in the dream. Yeah, Rand what land... On the yeah, right. Okay, so we didn't really touch on that, the, the way that it ends, which is Rand gets sucked into the dream with Lanfear yeah. on this, like, wheel, it's like, torture wheel, and she's wearing this, like, wild-ass outfit. Yeah, I love it. This full-on dominatrix. What's
1: yeah. The um, Maleficent. She's very
0: Maleficent. She does look very maleficent. Someone pointed out I have
1: I haven't looked at it, but someone pointed out that her headdress is like the two like the dragon's fang and the flame of Tavalon like backwards and opposing each other.
0: Oh, I have to look that up. Yeah.
1: The costume design is like amazing. There's probably heaps of stuff seated in that we've totally
0: missed. Oh yeah, the costume design's dead on. Hmm. But yeah, I guess I don't even know what I have to say about that other than like it was fire. I can't wait to see what happens to to Rand in the Dream. I mean, probably try to talk him into being together, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like – like you said in the book – okay, I guess – all right, all right. This is like one last thing to talk about before we go. Uh As you mentioned, Rand has his whole I won't kill her, I won't kill women thing, Mm -hmm. which they had best throw away. It's the worst part of the books. I I just – we don't need it. It's it I have never liked it. I don't mind if he hesitates at first and
1: then gets over it. I do not want to see the list of women that he has caused their death.
0: And I don't want to see him like not doing something as clearly obvious to be the right thing as killing Lanfear mm. because she's a woman. But I think it would be really interesting to see him not want to kill her because, like he said in this episode, she's not ambiguous. everything between us was a lie. Mm. That there is – that there's really, like, something there and have them have, like, a complicated relationship. Which will be interesting as he meets Min and Elaine and Avienda. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. And, like, having – like, I think that's a lot more interesting, though, than Mm. I just can't kill her. Like, as he, like, integrates with Luz Theron. Mm. it would be interesting if it's like no 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 thruple like well or whatever they are they a quadrangle what are they like i don't yeah. if he's like us like you guys are like this is my prime thing the four of us but this other this also though this other part of my brain would prefer for me not to kill landfear <laughs> like, yeah. so i that'll be i would prefer or that maybe that's just taken
1: out by moraine before he really starts to develop relationships with the other three, or he starts That's developing possible. it and is like, mm, and then Lanfear keeps popping in and he's like, I don't think I want to be with you. And then she does the whole, Where is Aviander? And then Maureen takes her out. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> like it could God. be that. I could see that happening. And, and I could also she, see if she helps
1: as well because she helps him in the Stone of Tia and she ho- helps mm-hmm. him by um, finding a Masmodian and Mm -hmm. stuff like maybe she does something like that and he's like well she's not
0: really bad
1: (laughs) she's kind of on my side she's being useful
0: i could see that and i could also see assuming that maureen does rugby tackle her into finland which i believe that she will i think that makes sense right Mm -hmm. and even with the stilling, it works i'm guessing that she gets brought back really soon after i would say that they take a lot of towers of midnight and make it happen way the fuck sooner. I don't see Rosemond mm-hmm. Pike dead for all that time. Like we said, she moved out there. Like I would – I could easily see them moving that part of Matt's storyline like way sooner yeah. so that they can come back and be part of it and she only sits out, you know, half a season tops and then yeah. Matt has his adventure. Like I could see them just shuffling that and doing the whole thing sooner and – she can come back, potentially powered back up again as a result of mm-hmm. having been in there. Yeah. And yeah, then we I get Landfair more. Yeah,
1: I can also see her not coming back. Like, maybe... Do you think so? Yeah, I don't think she needs to come back.
0: I think I you don't can think have Alana does. and
1: Nynaeve at the last battle.
0: Yeah, it's just nice to have Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know that they're yeah, we love her. trying to not have Rosamund... Uh, she mm. seems i mean she's like a producer isn't she like she's mm. pretty ingrained in this like i don't yeah unless she wants
1: to turn her hand to like directing and writing and and shit like that maybe, maybe she does steps into that
0: role yeah that would be interesting mm. yeah mm. i just i don't know
1: where they're going with moraine and it's it's really interesting like i am yeah. enjoying i'm enjoying it
0: we didn't get any land this episode nope no, no land no, no mat, mat no men yeah yeah no dice all right, well, Alana. <laughs> Alana. No Alana, yeah. No <laughs> snack orders. They might be on their way to Kyrian or Farm. There's a scene from the trailer that has the snack orders with Lan, so. Maybe they're on their way and they end up in the Two Rivers. That would and be interesting. they in there
1: and, and then we have Battle of Two Rivers stuff.
0: Yeah, they you could know. set them up for that going into the next season and have mm. all of them skip out on Farm and just get them set up for Two Rivers next season.
1: There was, I did see a social media post. I can't remember what it was from. It was an official one, but I can't remember if it was Daniel Henney or someone else saying, uh, "The uh, stand on your feet, take it on your feet. You know that quote mm. that he gives to Rand before she he goes to meet the Armelin in book two. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. whatever comes, you must take it on your feet, um, which leads me to believe that Lan's going to end up with Rand and they he might have a training
0: montage. Training montage would be much appreciated. Mm. I would also like to see Rand become de facto Blade master by killing Turok. I'm, I'm guessing that that'll happen.
1: Yeah, I want to see him earn it, though.
0: Me too, but I don't mind if he gets it by whoopsie and we, like, <laughs> learn what that means mm. by, like, you know, via said whoopsie, um, and then we get to do some of the book stuff of people, like... It would be projected out from book one mostly. But, you know, in book one, it's always like, oh, he carries the fancy sword. And no one's really mentioned that at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't get attention for having that sword, which he gets so much attention for it uh yeah. in the early he books. He hasn't so- really been wearing it. Right. And Not this I wonder reason. if if after, like, if something will change through having killed Turok, if there's, I, I don't know what mechanism mm-hmm. they would put in place, but like something... That makes it more obvious somehow or someone points it out to him that mm-hmm. like you've killed a blade master now you're a blade master you should have the heron mark sword and he'll be like oh i already got that oh, like <laughs> no doubt no doubt like for sure for sure yeah. like and maybe that would be interesting
1: to battle of two rivers stuff where tam is like training the townspeople and stuff and maybe mm-hmm. it comes through that that tam is a blade master and that's yeah. why he has the sword
0: they could easily just ex- all they need to do is explain a little more clearly what it means because we did have our Aiel War veterans say yeah. Errol. a sword master with a heron marked blade like they've mentioned it so yeah. I think they just it's need important. to like solidify that exposition yeah. and then we can like see it play mm-hmm. out from there so I'd like to see it happen by Rand like whoopsie is good enough with the sword to kill Turok but maybe that's not reasonable and also um I don't really know that it's I see t- Turok doing a lot t- of year in power Yeah, maybe. We haven't seen Tavirin kick in really at all at this Mm. point. It hasn't been mentioned in season two. No,
1: it hasn't, has it?
0: No. So, well, which, and I assume they're holding out on that for Matt. Like, I assume at some point somebody is going to say, well, you guys are Tavirin, so, like, you know, I've seen how it's playing out in, in Perrin and in Rand. Mm. Matt, what about you? And then have him be like, well, I don't seem to be able to lose it anything, so maybe there's that. Like, I, you know, I don't know when, it, when it'll pop up for him. Or just Maureen realizing that all of them are important. And
1: what's Egwene's
0: um, mm-hmm. Tavir and Power going to be, her dreaming? Yeah, probably. I mean, Egwene's, like, the fact that she can channel mm. is – Probably no small part of that. I mean, it is kind of her special power. In terms of being amongst the Field Five, she and Naini special powers, is being able to channel, and then if you drill down into that, it's dreaming and healing, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, depends how you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Moraine does need to realize that they're important, because the Forsaken know that they're important, and maybe we'll get some more Prophecies of the Dragon that will talk about Mm -hmm. the Blacksmith and the Gambler and whatever, and she'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, Like, you guys are in I here. I Did you guys know again. you're in this book? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm such a dumbass. Like, yeah. Again, that, that would be I good. I leave. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh, shit, I needed you guys. Because season one had all these assumptions around, like, well, you know, everyone who's not the dragon is going to die. And it's like, mm-hmm. or all the prophecies of the dragon are about all of these guys and you're a dumbass. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I I, I also think there's a big open door for a lot of this Taviran and for this Matt stuff to come out with the blowing of the horn and with the heroes of the horn and Mm. they're all Taviran And, you know, I would love for somebody to like, and I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's like Moraine or Birgitta or fucking Swan or anybody to take one look at Matt and just say, did you know that you're supposed to like, what the fuck and separate him from the knife and be like there you go you're actually supposed to have all these powers and be really cool and like not yeah. be the worst like, you. yeah your tavirin doesn't seem to be working oh I, let me like click that switch and yeah fix it for you i'd like for someone to just notice that and be like why is this so fucked up <laughs> yeah i think matt's gonna get a redemption arc into lucky I think so, too, and I can't wait for it because it's just, like, so cool. But anyway, it's very book accurate, my feelings mm. about Matt right now. <laughs> so, touche, Rafe, I guess. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, on that note, I think we're ready to close it out. Um, but why don't you plug your stuff first sure. and then I'll so close I, I do a, I do a podcast with my sisters it's called isn't it
1: neat we talk about things we think I neat. Um and you can find us at isn't it neat pod
0: in all the places and also at gmail cool. awesome yeah definitely check these guys out I did finally have a chance to listen to your Barbie episode in love oh, yeah. <laughs> which you can rent Barbie now which is so exciting yeah yeah I saw that um, it's like out there in the world yeah and I'm so glad is. The Um, Yeah, we just talked about our Barbies. I was like, oh my God, I had that one too. Um, But yeah, check us out. Um, All the links to the social media for Behind the Timeline and for Isn't It Neat will be in the episode description and in the social media posts, but we go Behind the Timeline at Gmail and at Instagram and at Behind Timeline on Twitter. And check us out. Check out the website. Check out the Patreon um, look out for the main episode that we'll have out with Scott and I with no book spoilers. And we will be back not next week because no. we all have shit going on. <laughs> so much so shit. there will not that well, this episode will probably post around the time that episode six drops, mm-hmm. um, according to my current cadence, or maybe a little bit sooner actually, because of being away next weekend. Um, And then we're going to be back for another Dark Friend Social like in two weeks. So I think, right, we're going to try and do episode six six and seven seven together. together. All right. So look out for like a seven hour introspective on episode six and seven coming in a couple (laughs) of weeks. Um, And we'll see. Maybe Scott will throw something together solo on for the main episode for episode six because I will not be here Um, because I have a wedding and Aaron has a show and we do be busy. Yep. But we'll be back. And we'll talk about everything. It'll be long as fuck. Um, But in the meantime, stay nerdy and we'll see you guys soon. And Erin, thanks for coming on. You're the best.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. See everybody soon.